Blog Talk Radio. You know what I think you should do? I think you should join us for Dynamic Word Bible Studies, where I am always hosting. My name is Felicia DeRozier, and I have two amazing co-hosts. Cross, the favorite. You wish. This is Mariah, the real favorite child. Oh, sure. <laughs> hmm We spend a lot of time learning about the Bible and possibly a little time learning about humility. That would be awesome, right? Yeah, Yeah, Ryan. We air live every Wednesday from 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to 10.30. Uh, Right now we're going through the Book of Romans, but we're going to start moving into the Gospel of John. We're going to learn about Jesus. We're going to learn about living and walking in the Spirit and learning to be a little humble with those that we live with. It's going to be a great time. I can't wait for you to join us. Right, guys? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty Lovers. This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries, reminding you to tune in on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific Time, for the Living with Freedom show, where we'll embrace what living with freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. That's 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific, here on Freedomizer Radio. Do you love the outdoors? Do you want to help make a difference for the planet? Then get involved in Collectively Rewilding. Collectively Rewilding is a movement to restore degraded ecosystems and reinvigorate sustainable traditions almost lost by working together. It's based on the idea that we can achieve more by working together than we can by working alone. Sharing the skill sets we have built over the years with each other and providing the community support we all need when there is so much work to be done in finding a sustainable future. To join our community here in Collectively Rewilding, go to www.collectivelyrewilding.com. Let's bring nature back into our lives in a community built for the wild in all of us. Looking for something different? Looking for something fun? Join Dan every Monday on the Freedomizer Network, 9 to 10.30 Pacific, noon to 1.30 Eastern, for Common Sense with the educated redneck, Dan Ellison. The show about everything and nothing at all. Hello to all you filth bags and something duckers that are looking for employment. We are hiring 87,000 new IRS agents. Are you able to knock on doors and demand to see people's tax returns? We need people who are willing to handle firearms. You need to be the government's new army. Your job will consist of number not grades of people who work as waitresses and did not report all their cash tips. Or maybe they had a yard sale and did not report income. You might need to shoot someone dead who is refusing to cooperate. Or you may have to deal with some childrens. That part is for me. You might need to enforce your will on people by any means necessary to force those 99% dolts and nincompoops to give over all their property to the 1%. If they say they voted for Trump, you kick them in the kumquats. Look, almost 75 million Americans voted for Trump. Another 12 million voted for other candidates. 
There is another 40 million that voted for Brand and then said something mean about him on Spybook. We need to teach those political enemies that we mean business as we turn America into a third world hellhole for all. If you vote Democrat we will be coming for you eventually, but for now we are starting our training and first order of work with bringing those right and center wing extremists to those FEMA camps that do not exist. So we want to work for the IRS. Just go to their website and then we will put you in basic training. Once you prove to us you can handle a firearm and threaten Trump supporters hardcore enough, we will place you on those mean streets and help us confiscate property on all those fuss budgets that did not complete a perfect error-free annual taxation form. Good luck to all you applicants. And good luck all you dolts and something that cares who will let us get away with it. Have you looked at the price of Bitcoin lately? Cryptocurrencies are the hottest financial investment right now. Well, what if you can get free Bitcoin fractions by having an app on your phone or PC? Introducing Lolly, a website that rewards you with free Bitcoin pieces with your online purchases. You purchase from one of thousands of companies like Chewy, Old Navy, Groupon, and others. You get a percent of your purchase back in Bitcoin. Use my link on freedomizerradio.live or find me on Facebook for your special link to get started. Lolly, earn free Bitcoin while you shop. Hello everyone. I want to introduce you to our friends at Marty.com. At Marty, you can stock up on all your pantry items and other household items for way, way cheaper than traditional grocery stores. I like that most of the items are organic. Also, I really dig their one-cent deal of the day. It changes every single day. I recently snagged a 10-ounce bag of dog treats for Chewbacca for a penny. Normally, they sell on their site for $7.99. With the upcoming food shortages, this is my favorite place to stock up on canned goods. If you live in the mountain or Pacific time zones, you need to get with Marty.com, M-A-R-T-I-E.com. Look for our link on our FreedomizerRadio.com website and get a $10 free just because I told you to go there. Marty.com. Great deals, good feels. Hello, Freedomizers. I am Broccoli Man. When I am not fighting crime, I listen to the Proof Negative Radio Show. I am the Wire Ripper. Not only do I forbid you to listen to Freedomizer Radio and the Proof Negative Radio Show, I am going to demand you wear a mask and get your naked body scan. We need to protect the One World Government. You getting the real information hurts a crime syndicate. Do not listen to Proof Negative. You must now disrobe this instant so I can check your person for a constitutional cash money. Anyway, listen to Proof Negative on Freedomizer Radio. Weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Freedomizerradio.com Now, let's get back to the Proof Negative show here on FreedomizerRadio.com. Welcome to the Proof Negative Radio Show, right here on FreedomizerRadio.com. Now sit back and enjoy the show.
right. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to another great night here on Freedomizer Radio. Of course, I'm your host, Proof Negative, the big kahuna here. I want to thank everybody for finding us here on Freedomizer. I want to um, well, I want to welcome everybody who's joining us right now. We do have Adrian joining us here in just a moment. And if you out there in Radio Land have anything you want to discuss, the number here is 319-527-6208. And just press lucky number one on your phone, and I will go ahead and bring you into the conversation. All right, so let's bring in Adrian here. Adrian, uh, welcome in. The applause didn't go off yet, so. Hey, Proof. How are you doing? Uh, welcome back. So what's the word on the Have street you with you? Uh, so far, yes, and uh, who's the guest that we have tonight? We will have Carly, Carly, Eli. Okay. Yeah, and from the, the, from last month when our uh, our radio system wasn't working too well. Yes, yes. She will be with us okay. shortly in about 15 minutes. And Carly is a multicultural strategist with extensive experience in the general African-American Hispanic faith and Generation Z markets in the media, governmental, and educational industries within the corporate and nonprofit arena. She is passionate in equipping leaders on how to become more effective in their communications, campaign strategies, and marketing initiatives in the multicultural media and grassroots space. Carly is an active leader that pertains to school choice, entrepreneurship, civil rights, and individual empowerment. She's the chief strategy officer for grassroots strategies in Atlanta. So she'll be joining us from Atlanta. Okay. So for those who were not watching the news up until recently here, that Trump officially won Iowa, but it was a lot closer than than I thought it would be. But he won by, by about 14, 15 points. So it wasn't like it was close, but it should have been more of a blowout. Yeah, we're getting close to the end here. Going to see who's going to make it. Well, there's only two left. Yeah, I heard DeSantis dropped out. Right, so here's what we have in Nevada coming up. So this is the first time I've ever seen this. They have a primary and a caucus. So if you're registered in one, if you want to do the caucus, then you can't do the primary. And if you if you do the primary, you can't do the caucus. That's really weird. Why are they doing that? I don't know. But anyway... Nikki Haley is on the primary. Trump is on the caucus. So I don't know that's going to work necessarily. Because the caucus was supposed to be Vivek Ramaswamy, Ron DeSantis, and Donald Trump. And the primary was everybody else. Why are they not allowing you to 
vote in both. Because you're only allowed to vote once. And so if you know which candidate you want, the caucus means you, you, you have to appear in proper person and, uh, and go stand in line to, uh, to, support your, to support your candidate, whereas a primary, you just you early voted out. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing how this goes. So I don't know who you consider the winner. Uh, you have either mailed-in ballots for Nikki, or you have you have uh, people standing by the hundreds and, and thousands for Trump. So I, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. So. I'm already planning to take February 8th off of, of here. It's on a Thursday so that I can go to the caucus. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing if there's any states that swing the other way that voted blue before. Well, I heard some people calling in on Sean Hannity today. They said that they are they are part of the Democrats for Nikki campaign. So, because the Democrats are not holding a primary, and it's kind of weird how you could be a registered Democrat and vote in the Republican primary. So that's what they're they're putting their Trump vote together for anybody but, and because there's only two people left, they're, they're voting for Nikki Haley. So all of those votes are not genuine votes. Most of those votes for Nikki Haley are votes that are going to Brandon. Uh, because those are the anti-Trump votes. They're just there to to put Nikki Haley on the ballot so that Brandon can have a chance to smash her instead of losing to Trump. So that that's yeah, the Democrats' latest strategy. I know that... Uh... There are some Republicans supporting Haley. Yeah, the Mitt Romney types, I get that. Yeah, I guess that would be a good way to describe them. Yeah, she offers nothing different from from Brandon, to be honest. But the goal was originally to uh, to let Nikki Haley beat Brandon, and uh, and they would carry on the same policies because Nikki Haley is funded by the same people that that funded Brandon. So they were ready to uh, to say, "Aren't you ready for a female?" And she's a Republican. So you're 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 for women, right? Well, then you should vote for Nikki Haley. Yeah, that's a classic. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to work. But the more I hear about it, though, the more that I hear that that Trump is considering Ramaswamy as the vice president. Although there's three people that he's discussing. 
Ramaswamy, uh, Elise Stanifek, or whatever her last name is. I, I feel bad that I, don't, I can't pronounce her last name. And then Lee Zeldin, who ran for governor in New York and lost to Governor Hochul. That's who's saying that he might be vice president? Yes. Those are that the three that everybody says is is uh, is the finalist. Well, it'll definitely be interesting. Will people have any riots or anything like that? Yeah, I'm sure that the Department of Justice will make sure all those bricks are are put out in all the major uh, areas so windows can be broken. Yeah, that was very interesting how they were ironically there. I like how that's part of the game now. Let's just, uh, we know Trump is going to win, so let's, let's, uh, let's hire a construction crew to just place random piles of rocks in this container in front of this expensive hotel so that all the windows can be broken. I guess we'll see what happens. Well, that's what will happen. He's going to win in a landslide, and then everybody's going to say that it was rigged. You think that Trump will win and that will happen? Yeah. So, like, what happened with Biden, but on the opposite side? Well, but last time wasn't a landslide, though. I, I'm talking, well, you weren't around for Reagan versus Mondale. But Mondale only won his own home state, and that was just barely. That's happened. That happened in 1984. That was an embarrassment. But the thing is, is that the, the voting machines, they can only steal it if it's, uh, if the, if the victory is at 15% or less, if it's uh, if it's a blowout, even they can't hide it because there's not – what they need to do is they need to find all the registered voters that they can and vote Democrat for them. And so they'll run out of ammunition at some point. That That's how they get away with all the deceased voters. And if you didn't vote, if you're registered to vote and you didn't vote, and they need your ballot bad enough, they'll they'll put Democrat on there and run it for you. Yeah, we need some non-biased people working the polls. Well, it's not even that. It's the, the fact that the Dominion machines are hackable. And if you saw in Georgia, the, uh, the they had a guy in there to, uh, to prove that the machine is hackable. and He didn't use any electronic equipment. He just simply used a pen out of his own pocket to manipulate the vote. I mean, I heard somebody say that we should go back to the, instead of the digital voting or whatever we do now, I'll go back to, like, Scantron-type voting where you got to fill out a sheet. Well, I, I think personally voting should be a weekend and uh, and everything gets added up and that's it. There, there's no 
uh, get rid of the early voting. Just have it over the weekend. Make it a three-day holiday or a three-day weekend. That's fine. Everybody goes to vote. And everything is paper ballots, just like the old days. What do you think about mail-in? Uh, if you have the right people watching the, the, the mail-ins, that's great. But when you have three in the morning ballot drops with 250,000 printed ballots with just Brandon's name on it and no, no other uh, – the same pen marks, the same handwriting – and nothing else is filled out. Uh, and, and they have tomorrow's po- or they have yesterday's postmark, and they're and they're still hot off the, the printer. And they weren't even they weren't even folded to put in an envelope. And they're they're just insulting us at this point. Yeah, I've heard some stories about poll workers. Uh, I, I would uh, I would appreciate paper ballot or the uh, the mail-ins only if it was an honest system, but at this point, it's not. Yeah, there's a lot of infiltration that's happened. But even Klaus Schwab says that they can use AI now to decide who the winners of the elections are, that they, they don't need humans to vote anymore. Klaus Schwab is saying this is the last election because after, after this election, their AI will be perfected enough. So they could just use whatever is in AI and they'll decide who the president is. What does that even mean? Uh, it means that you don't get a vote anymore. Yeah, but how are they going to do that? They will take artificial intelligence to see who's trending the most. And uh, and who knows how they they manipulate that or what they count. They just say yeah, that. Yeah, that sounds very trustworthy. Right. Yeah, I tell you that... Uh, Brandon would would smash Trump right now because the artificial intelligence that they put out there says that Trump sucks. So therefore, they they would they would put Brandon, and then that's it. Yeah, I don't even know is Klaus Schwab even American? No, of course not. No. His parents were part of the original Nazis in the in the late 1930s. Seems about right. So they've just regrouped. That's all. That tends to be what they do. And since they're all in their 70s, 80s, 90s, I think Bill Gates is like 66 or something. So they're getting up there, and they they want this world gone. So they they want to try everything they can. Yeah, they want us in those human settlement zones because they're great for us and the environment. Well, they want the ninety nine percent to 
to be subservient to them, and they own everything. We have to live on the street, but they can have whatever palaces they want. I think Carly should be joining us in a moment. Okay. Can you can you message me the phone number that I should be looking for, or at least the area code, so I can be on the watch? Yes. All right. And uh, when Carly, if you are on and you're ready, just press lucky number one on your phone and we'll bring you on. Okay. She might be in queue. There she is. Okay. So go ahead and just give us a quick... uh, Introduction, don't read the whole bio, just give us a quick introduction and we'll bring Carly in. Yeah, Carly is a multicultural strategist and she is based out of Atlanta and she'll be talking to us tonight about what she does and things about like the Hispanic vote space, stuff like that. Okay. All right, so let's bring Carly in here. Welcome in, Carly. Good evening, everyone, and Happy New Year. Thank you so much for having me this evening. Well, welcome back. I know the first time around we had technical difficulties and it didn't work out, but we've been much better since then. (laughs) No, I understand. No worries. All right, so Adrian was looking so forward to having you back, so... I think Adrienne is on the road right now, so her phone might be in and out in spots. Mm-hmm. So, Adrienne, right if you want to get us started, go ahead, and then I'll I'll fill in. Yeah, hey, Carly, thank you for joining us again. I'm sorry about the technical difficulties that we had when we tried to bring you on the last time. Oh, no problem at all, Adrienne. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. We're super excited to hear about what you do. Um, can you tell us, like, some about yourself and the work that you do? Oh, of course. So, um, again, my name is Carly. I'm, I'm based out of Atlanta, originally from New York. Uh, I happen to be a multicultural strategist, and my job is equipping leaders, uh, whether it's international or regional or state level, equipping leaders in their, you know, in their communications and also in their grassroots efforts, um, in their campaign strategies, political strategies in regards to the minority community. So I'm, I'm referring to Hispanic market, the African-American market, uh, Asian, as well as Generation Z and people of faith and women. Those are demographics that are really important as conservatives to, you know, really hone in and be and sharpen ourselves. Just because, as you know, um, the Democrats, and I just want to make it, I want to make it abundantly clear this is not like uh, DEI or anything for that matter, you know. This is just basic, you know, knowledge and research on these demo- these very important groups and demographics because the reality is in all things politics, um, those groups, you know, they, they play a significant role not only in the, polit- in the political scene but also in the economy and also in culture. So, again, my job is to equip them. Most of my background, um, it goes back to media it goes back to politics, lobbying, marketing, branding, and, of course, grassroots. 
So would you say the Jewish community is part of the minority that, that you work with? As well, yes, sir. Because I've noticed, and I think we've touched on this a little bit last month, but the, the Jewish community all of a sudden is finally understanding what their situation is. And I, I see a lot of Jewish people all of a sudden deciding they're, they're, uh, that it's a worthwhile risk to vote for Trump. Absolutely. And I actually, I'm actually Jewish as well. So I'm Sephardic from my mom's side of the family and growing up in New York, uh, obviously, uh, you know, uh, have a lot of Jewish friends. And unfortunately, a lot of, you know, Jewish Americans, they tend to skew Democrat. They vote Democrat because of, mostly because of tradition, you know, but I'm happy right. to see that. Um, I'm happy to see that with President Trump. And he, and that's something that we, I think we all have to recognize. You know, I'm from New York. Uh, I, I'm a big Trump supporter. I love President Trump. Is he perfect? Absolutely not. But, you know, um, as a New York, I can, I can relate. We're fighters, you know, in a positive sense. You know, we're assertive. Absolutely. We get things uh, done. You might remember I'm, a, I'm an ex-New Yorker also representing Suffolk County, the 631. Oh, mm-hmm, Suffolk, yep. So you get it. You know, it's part of our culture, yeah. and we get things done. And, uh, you know, when we just cut to the chase. And, you know, what we're seeing in our country right now, um, I think, you know, personally, we need fighters. We need people with a strong business background, less politics, people from the outside of the private sector, uh, we know, and uh, President Trump fits those qualities. He's an outsider. He's a fighter. He's very tough. Uh, just the whole New York City culture of it behind it as well. Cut to the chase, brutally honest, very transparent, and ultimately has the grit for this political battle. And what he has done in our nation uh, back in 2016 when he ran for office, he completely has wrecked the status quo of politics. He has, he has wrecked the protocol and all these, you know, this, uh, this establishment that has been, you know, hindering our, our way of life for so long. And he's like the China that just, sorry, he's like the bull that went to that China closet and just ripped it apart, you know. But look, let's look at, if we examine his first term, he did an incredible job with the economy. Businesses were growing. I mean, our, our, just the way of life was improving. And, those, and the, what I love about him, too, is that everything he said on the campaign, every promise that he made, he kept it. You know, and now right. our country, obviously, is seeing the drastic difference without him, without, him in, without him in office. And this is why now more than ever, we need to work hard to galvanize the vote and get Trump back in office. Right. So what I tell people is that we're not in, we're not voting for Trump to bring him over and to cook burgers for him in the backyard. We just want him to make sure that we can have a living and that we can own things. So that's all we ask. We don't need anything special. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, but here's the thing we have to also understand as conservatives and as Americans. You know, the world is advancing, whether it's in technology, well, usually mostly in technology, but we're so interconnected, right? And that's just the reality of how it is. But one thing that I loved about his administration during his, his term in office was that we were very, very, we were very well respected globally. I mean, President Trump showed up with the first lady, and my God, um, sorry if I get emotional. When I saw when I see the clips of his first term and how he went to these foreign nations and they gave him the utmost glamorous reception with honor and dignity and respect. It made me so proud, so proud that our country was coming back again, you know, after being, you know, after our, our, our nation being at the feet 
of every other foreign country for the most part, you know, and he was just so, he was just so adamant. You're either our friend or you're our foe. And if you're our foe, we're going to cut you off, you know, financially, and we're going to be respected again. And that's what President Trump did. And when he was treated like, you know, as royalty and him being the the leader of the free world, and of course, the American people, it brought such great pride in a positive sense, obviously, but it brought that, that, that Americana, as they say, that, that tradition that this is what, this is what makes our country great again. And I miss that because right now, you know, when you, when you encounter foreigners from other countries that are living that, here. That people are offended by, what do you mean we have to make America great again? It was never great. And, and they're proud of that. Mm-hmm. I, I just what do you, don't grasp the concept. What do you mean? Well, you haven't heard anybody say, why are we trying to make America great again? America was never great. It will never be great. So we need to, well, I remember, we need to vote Democrat. I remember. I remember Obama, the Obama administration used to say that, right? And, of course, a lot yeah. of liberals used to say that. Um, and it's because, obviously, anyone that expresses themselves, themselves that way is because they hate this country. They hate what our country is based on. They hate our values. And, you know, to me, it's like if you hate our country, then, you know, get a one-way ticket and get out, right? Yeah, right. America is not that perfect, they have you know, but it's a good country. That's hmm? what I get. People, people, people say this is the worst country in the world. But then we have 22,000 people a day getting into that border mm-hmm. unopposed. Mm-hmm. So if it's so great, why are, if it sucks so badly, why do we mm-hmm. have basically, uh, you could have several million people this year cross that border. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. I mean, look, I, I agree. Our, I mean, our country definitely has problems. Yes, we, there's some issues that we need to fix, but what country doesn't? But at the end of the day, when you travel abroad and you come back, there is a great appreciation for the things that we have here. This is a nation of opportunity. It's a nation of freedom. It's a nation that, you know, at some point it used to have just laws, right? <laughs> right now we're not seeing so much of that, you know, especially what's happening against our president and those that are patriots. But regardless, this is the best country that God has created on this on this earth, you know, and there are certain area, there are certain areas and issues that we need to work on. We need to be respected again. We need to we need to bring God back into our country. We need to you know definitely um, bring back values and morals and family because we've lost them. And uh, I do agree that in that aspect, we need to make America great again. Go back to its origin, wh- wh- where she was founded on. Well, I think here's an issue though, Carly. And Adrian, I'll, I'll let you get in here too. I I, I don't want to hog up all the time here, but. Yeah, no, I already have my questions that I'm going to ask. It's okay. uh, You have a lot of people that might live in Seattle, and uh, the farthest they've ever gone out of state in their life might have been to Portland or or maybe San Francisco. They've never seen the whole country. So all they see is downtown, whatever city they're in, and they hear the media, and and they're just parrots reciting uh, the Mm -hmm. same tired Mm -hmm. lines. They haven't seen the, the... the United States, let alone the world. Correct. I think that's a lot of it. Well, I agree. I mean, look, um, I always tell people um, it's always good to explore and travel abroad. It's always great to move out of state. You know, uh, when you, if, even if you grow up, I know I, I grew up in New York. I went to college in Florida, right? And then I went back to New York for a season 
moved to D.C., Virginia, now it's Georgia. So it's always good to explore different places, different different countries, because it gives you it, you know, gives you perspective. Uh, it also teaches you um, when you encounter different people, their their thoughts, their stories, their testimonies, and then you kind of compare. And you start realizing, you know, and always ask questions. So when you're asking questions and you're getting knowledge from other people, you come back with a, with a deeper perspective and a deeper insight. And you realize, man, you know what, America's not that bad after all. You know, so, again, of course, there's areas of improvement, like in any other nation, but I, I wouldn't trade America for any other place in the world. I, I love my country, um, but we have a lot of work to do. And I think right now, uh, as, as believers, like, you know, those that are Christian, of the Christian faith, uh, as believers and also as patriots, this is our time, this is our season to take it all back and and uh, really represent America the way it's supposed to be, because it's, it has been hijacked for quite some time. You know, most people, most Americans are conservative. Most Americans that I encounter, they are, you know, they 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 believe in God. They also are for their country. They want liberty. They want justice. And yes, they want prosperity. And they're about family. So God, country, and family, pretty standard. And it doesn't matter if you're white or black or Hispanic or Asian, um, for the most part, we have those same values. And that's what makes us unique. So, so uh, what I'm trying to understand here is that they are really pushing people to hate people due to their skin. Uh, we spent many years fighting that to make everybody equal. And now that everybody's equal, it's cool to be racist again. Uh, I just mm-hmm. don't understand that concept. Well, um, it's, it's divide and conquer. That's, you know, um, that's what it comes down to. And I've met people that have left countries that have suffered under the horrific crimes of communism and socialism and all these radicalisms. And that's what they've, they've expressed that they've lived those tactics. And that's why I tell people, I tell Americans, as Americans, you know, our concept of communism and socialism is from a textbook, right? You went to college, you went to high school, and that's, a, that's, the, that's the extent of it. But when you encounter people that have, have left countries with those, uh, with, under communism or socialism, and they come to America, and you start hearing their oh, stories, it changes everything. There you go. So start, uh, I think this everything. is where they get people on time, communism, Carly, and then we have a New York caller, so I was going to ask if we could take a caller here in just a minute. But I, I think what they do to hook up the Democrat, the youth, is look at California. They just passed a law that fast food workers start at $20 an hour. Mm-hmm. So you can sling burgers at, uh, at In-N-Out Burger or McGMO or, or GMO King or whatever, and you make $20 an hour, but an office manager can make $17.90. So what they're telling people is basically – well, if you want to make as much as person uh, as this other person, then you have to vote Democrat. And uh, and by the way, you're you're 18 years old. Don't you want to make as much or more money than someone that is 38 years old with 20 20 years of experience at their job? You you can mm-hmm. do that. You can make mm-hmm. just as much money as that other person mm-hmm. that's worked here for 22 years. That's right, and I really, and you don't have I really, to pay right, your dues. You just get your money. 
Absolutely, and also keep, think about it. That kind of that kind of concept it doesn't it doesn't initiate any it doesn't ignite rather said doesn't ignite any sort of drive to pursue a, a higher degree right or a higher profession. You know, it's basically it's a subliminal way of saying like you know what, there's no point in you going getting a master's because this person. Who doesn't have a master's or, or higher education can it's at the same level that you are. So everyone's equal. So it is kind of like a, a subliminal like indoctrination, and ultimately their goal of communism is to keep people uneducated. You know, right, besides exactly. God, right? Besides God, actually first is God, but after the Lord, you know, it's also having knowledge and education, right? So if you keep people ignorant, that means the government has more control, and then that way you control the narrative. Free thinkers is an enemy to, you know, the vials of communism and socialism, and that's what they want. They want to keep an uneducated, uncivilized people for them to control. I just find it hard to believe that if you now believe that only a man can get a woman pregnant, that you're considered a right-wing extremist that needs to be eradicated. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't understand how the youth thinks that, that sperms can get other sperms pregnant or that eggs will travel to sperms. And if you ask them where does the baby come out, uh, they don't have an answer. They just call you an extremist. Uh, I, I agree with you. I, I think uh, it's time for the people that uh, know this as a fact that, it, you know, it's male and female. <laughs> you know, my biology book says it. First of all, the Bible says it. Number two, my biology book says it. My health book says it. My human anatomy book says it. And it's, it's absolutely appalling to know that so many people, even even people in the that, that, that always claim trust the science, they continue to uh, come into agreement with that demonic, you know, deceptive agenda of what you just mentioned, you know, um, it's baffling to me, but I think it's time for us to be bold and, and say, look, so stop gaslighting people. That's not, it's not going to happen. Okay. Like you cannot expect two men to have a child or two women to have, it's not going to happen. No matter how much you want to insist and gaslight people that this is the way scientifically proven, it's not the way. So I think we need to be bold and we need to kind of double down on the truth because our silence it doesn't get us anywhere. And instead, what it does, us being silent um, actually increases that monster to keep growing. So we just got to crush it, crush the lies. Yeah, I just, want, the I just want somebody to put two roosters in a chicken coop and in three months see how many babies you have. <laughs> it's not going to happen, you know. <laughs> All right, can we take a caller, uh, Carly? Is that okay? Oh, absolutely. All right, I have Vito here from New York, so I figured you might want to talk to another, another New Yorker. What's absolutely. Up? How are you? Hey, uh, welcome Hi, to, uh, Carly's our guest here. How are you, Carly? Um, hey, yeah, how are you? Uh, uh, how are you? Regarding uh, what you were saying about, you know, two men having kids, you know, there was a doctor or someone that was a doctor who was, you know, who's a trans activist. And all she kept saying was, well, two roosters can't commit suicide. You know, only humans could commit suicide. That's why we have to accept the trans community. This is the lunacy that's out there. Yeah. 
it's it's yeah. definitely mental illness. And, and you know, if you think about one, it, so the so the, the health says mental illness. illness, right? But this is a spiritual problem that has to be diagnosed. This is a man in the Bible. Let's go to the Bible. It talks about a mind of a, a reprobate mind, and this is what we're dealing. So from a spiritual angle, because we have to go there. We are living in spiritual warfare. Whether you believe in God or not, I'm here to tell you, spiritual warfare is real. Jesus is real. So is the devil. Heaven exists. Uh, we're we're so devout Christians here, you know? so don't worry about offending us. We're devout Christians. <laughs> but I, I'm just being brutally honest here. The reality oh, is, please. is that that's what we're here for. Spiritual warfare, spiritual warfare exists, and it is time for people to embrace the truth. I, I mean, look, I, was, I grew up Catholic. You know, it, to me, it was about religion. I was never into God until I found God 11 years ago. And then God, Jesus became so real to me. I have an insane testimony. But the fact of the matter is, God is very real. So is the devil. And what we're seeing Absolutely. right now from a spiritual angle, all these, all these deceptive tactics, whether it's being, it being uh, you know, fed by the media or politics or government or entertainment, whatever it is, this is the spirit of deception. It's the spirit of Antichrist. And it's also, it's the, the manifestation of a reprobate mind. So in the, in, the, in the health sense, right, mental illness. In the spiritual sense, it's the reprobate mind. This is what we're dealing with right now. So, you know, the Bible says that God has given us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. And now more than ever, we need to cling on to God because I'm telling you, look, only God knows the hour. If someone were to ask me, hey, are we in end times? The answer is yes. Are we in the last hour? I don't discern not yet, but eventually in God's timing, it's going to come to pass, but we are in end times for sure. Personally, I think we haven't seen the, the peace deal in the Middle East yet. That, that, that's when you know to get your popcorn cooked. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But I think we're getting ready to get there. I, I think what happened, and this is just my thought, that I think we're going to get uh, and if you see the air quotes, this close to a war in the Middle East that might go nuclear, and whoever the Antichrist is will negotiate a peace deal to, to stall that. And that, that's when you can start your clock for three and a half years. Mm-hmm. But you, you know what? You know what? John Kerry was, on, was, uh, uh, was yes. quoted the other day, and I heard him actually say it. Um, you know, if Trump, even if Trump was to get back in office, Kerry said, what's been put in place he cannot undo so to me that that says that they're getting ready to collapse everything i, Why I think won't say he this. retired i will say this about president trump from up if you know those that are prophetic which means translation we're all meant to hear from god that's what it means to be prophetic right the bible is prophetic we read the bible we're meant, we're all if you believe in jesus meaning you are in savior and you have the holy spirit we are all meant to hear from god either through visions, dreams, hearing his voice audibly in our ears, our minds, our bodies, our souls, however God talks to us, he finds different ways, but we're all meant to hear from our Lord directly. So I say that, so from a prophetic perspective, I will share this, because a lot of the prophetic words that and dreams that God has shown me from President Trump since 2015 have come to pass. And I actually, I'll share this with you really quickly, because there's a, there's a point, there's a reason behind it. So in September 28, 2015, I, and actually, it's on YouTube. I, I released these words on the ministry page, et cetera. But in the dream, let's check this out. I saw President Trump being sworn in. I saw him give a gold medal to Giuliani, okay? 
and um, I saw the inauguration. It was jam-packed. I mean, when I'm telling you it was jam-packed, it was packed. And I would say about 50% of the people that were in attendance were African-American. On top of that, when I woke up, uh, God was revealing to me that President Trump in the dream represents, like, prosperity, you know, and uh, and because in the dream it kind of felt like, the economy was really bad. Like people were struggling. So God was like showing me like Trump represents, you know, economy, prosperity. Giuliani mm-hmm. kind of represents like security. And God was telling me that racial reconciliation was coming. And when I saw in the, when I saw the white people and black people in the dream, they were locking arms. They were laughing. They were cheering. Everyone was happy. They were swaying right and left in this inauguration. And God was just saying racial reconciliation was coming. So. When, when he won the election, I was like, okay, the, the part one came to pass, the inauguration. I was still waiting on the whole Giuliani thing and then the race of reconciliation. So when 2020 rolled around, I'm like, okay, then this, this, should, this should be the time. But I will be honest with you, days before the election, God was giving me a lot of prophetic warnings that, um, that the election, as the Lord said, was going to be on a standstill. Okay, I, I didn't know what he meant by that until it ha- actually happened a week later after I got that revelation. So now we're in 2024. And you're starting to, and I'm starting to believe, I'm like, okay, now, now this is the time for it to come to pass, right? And I'm going to kind of preface a little bit. In 2020, in prayer, God gave me a vision. I saw the Lord with a gold crown. And I saw the Lord's profile holding the gold crown. He was wearing a white robe with a gold crown. And I saw President Trump's profile. And I saw the Lord crowning President Trump not once but twice, which that means two terms. So I discerned that this is the time, this is the season to see the manifestation of the two terms. I discern that when we're seeing the shift that's happening, where we see people of color, both black and brown, there are even urban cities like Chicago and different urban cities across the country, even here in Atlanta. I'll preface a little bit. So listen to this. Uh, So I live in Atlanta. I live in Fulton County. And uh, days before, days before, um, the the whole Fulton County jail mugshot, I was in prayer, and uh, God gave me a word, and this is what he said. No matter how, and he's referring to President Trump, the Lord said, no matter how hard they try to break him, says the Lord, he's unbreakable because I'm with him, says the Lord. This was the Tuesday, three days prior to the mugshot, right? Okay. The night before the mugshot, I went over there, prayed over the jail place, in the name of Jesus, had my Bible, had my shofar, because I'm a chaplain, so, you know, I have that access to go. And I prayed. So the Friday, it, it happens, got the mugshot. <laughs> Over the weekend, a sister in Christ tells me, he's like, hey, Carly, did you see President Trump's Instagram? I'm like, no, what happened? Go check out his Instagram. He just posted a video. I'm like, what? Just go, go, watch it, watch it, just go and see it. All right, fine. So I go on my, on my phone, check out his Instagram, and he released that video. And the last word he said on that video, that, re- that reel, was unbreakable. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, Lord, okay, I'm not nuts. Okay, I'm hearing from you correctly. So when I see these types of, you know, uh, moments where the Lord says a thing and it comes to pass, um, and there's been so many. I mean, I would say at least 20 prophecies throughout the years, and I'm not the only one. I don't call myself a prophet. There's so many people that God is talking to. When I see those type of moments where God gives me a word and it comes to pass, I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm not nuts. I know your son is chosen and you're with him. But here's the thing. Um, We have to pray fervently. We have to fast and we have to pray and we have to mobilize by grassroots on the ground. We have to triple down our efforts now more than ever. 
We're not out of the woods yet. Okay, that's what I'm trying to tell Americans. We're not out of the woods. Yes, God's in control. Yes, the Lord is not done with this nation. I know he's not done with this nation because I'm going to tell you something. The morning of the inauguration of uh, Biden, I already knew what was going to happen. And I'm going to tell you why. So here in Atlanta, we had elections, right? The runoff in January, which was the 4th. That morning before I voted, um, we had our elections. God had a word. He said, daughter, at the end of the day, it doesn't stop with Pence. It stops with me. I said, what, Lord? And he said it three times. And I'm like, well, what do you mean by that? Okay, that was it. He didn't say anything else. Then we voted, and we saw what happened on January the 6th, right? I'm like, OMG, 48 hours ago, God just gave me this word, and I just saw Pence doing this to Trump. OMG, okay. Fast forward to the inauguration day. I wake up that morning, and I hear the Lord say, I don't reward wickedness. Huh? And immediately I went to my prayer room. Okay, God, you have a word. What do you have to say? What do you have to say? And I'm not going to lie to you. That day I was very sad but I, because I kind of got the heads up, right? Like, okay, like, all right, all right, Lord, you're in control. I know, and you're giving me, like, these warnings. Okay, fine. This is what the Lord said that day. I said, God, what are you trying to say? He said this, that administration is false, says the Lord. And then the Lord said, that administration represents the seven things the Lord hates says the Lord. Then he said, that administration is temporary. And then later that afternoon, the Lord said, it's not the death of a nation, but a rebirth. And I'm not going to lie to you. I was bawling my eyes out at the breakfast table. Because every morning I talk to the Lord at the breakfast table with my coffee. So fast forward a year later, which is January the 20th of 2022, a year after the inauguration, and I'm like, Lord, oh, man, Lord, this, about a year ago, you gave me this word. I'm holding the line. I don't care what it looks like. And then the Lord says this, tell my people that America is not dead. She is sleeping. And I'm about to wake her up like I did with Lazarus, like I did with that little girl where people mourned over her, but she was not dead. That little girl is like America. People are mourning over her thinking she's dead, but I'm about to wake her up. And then the Lord said, when the devil declares your death, I declare your rebirth. And I, this was waterworks. I am literally bawling my eyes out for my country. So when I hear these words from the Lord and I see what's happened in my country, oh my God, I know what you've spoken. And when I release your words, whether it's on YouTube or, you know, et cetera, on Facebook, whatever, and there are other people that are confirming because they're giving them the same revelation. I know I'm not nuts. <laughs> You're talking to your people. And no matter what it looks like, we know what you have spoken over this nation, what you have spoken over Georgia. You know, I live in Georgia. You know, it's a battleground state, not just from a political angle, but it is the place where it has been prophesied that Georgia is the birthplace for revival. Once revival is birthed in Georgia, God's plan is for it to the revival to spread like wildfire across the Bible Belt, from the Bible Belt to the 50 states, from America to the nations. And this is why the enemy is obsessed in the utter destruction of this country. But I'm here to encourage your audience. I'm here to encourage everyone here. Like the days of Joshua, we are that Joshua generation. Who was Joshua? He was the, him and his generation were the only ones, him and Caleb and his generation were the only ones who were able to occupy the promised land. And I'm here to encourage you, 15 minutes before the new year of this year, 
you know, I didn't go to a party. I'm not opening up champagne bottles. I was fasting and praying towards 2024 like many warriors, okay? And I heard the Lord say, occupy, which was confirmation. Our time for the people of God, those that love God, those that want truth, those that want, that seek Jesus Christ, those people, it is our time to occupy the promised land in our own individual lives, including this nation, and knowing that God goes before us and that the best is yet to come. Now, keep in mind, it's not going to be easy. Because if you go to the Bible, it was not easy for it wasn't easy for them back then either. They had to face giants. And spiritually speaking, this country, because everything kind of hangs here in, this, in America right now, we are facing some demonic giants. If you get my drift, okay, in the forms of corporations, in the form of leaders, in the form of you know of people and situations, right? Even and even in a spiritual sense, principalities and strongholds and demonic entities, right? But Remember, greater is he who is in Christ who is in the world, and this is, than he in the world. And this is something that we have to understand. Listen, two years ago, and I released that word back then in the message, God gave me a dream. And this is what we have to pray against all evil. Now it makes, makes perfect sense, and I'm going to tell you why. Follow me. I would say, like, I think it was May of 2022. I had a dream. In the dream, God showed me a group of men dressed in black hoodies, okay? And what God was showing me that in places across our country, they were trying to, um, they were trying to um, cause riots, right, and also set places on fire, okay? So I'm like, okay, Lord, I woke up, very troubled from that dream, and I said, God, what are you saying? And he had two messages. He said, daughter, demons will be fuming once my hand is moving. Demons will be fuming once my hand is moving, says the Lord. Part two, the Lord said, retaliation attack once Trump comes back. Retaliation attack once Trump comes back. Okay? This is like May or spring of 2022. Okay. Fast forward. Over the holidays, which is just a few weeks ago, over Christmas, Right before Christmas and after Christmas, I had two back-to-back dreams. And what God was showing me was the following. In both scenarios, God was highlighting to me that many of the people that are coming to this country are not good people. We're not talking about your average thief. We're not talking about your average thug. Like, oh, they're gonna, they want to break into someone's home and steal a TV. Okay? No, 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 no. These are very dangerous people who are, their assignment is to literally destroy and kill Americans. In one aspect, God was showing me, they want to break into people's homes. And the second one, they want to, you know, uh, break into public events, political events. And in that second dream, it was actually with machine guns. Okay. So what's crazy was that this happened right before and after Christmas. I share this dream with a few prayer warriors and we were praying about it. Okay, fine. Days later, about a week and a half later, I don't know if you noticed, but that incident in Ecuador. Are you familiar with, that, with those, those terrorists yes. that broke into that TV station? With yes. what? Machine My friend, So I found, out the whole, I found out the day after it happened with the whole Ecuador thing, because my friend, she's Colombian, and she's a prayer warrior. 
And she's like, oh, my God, Carly, did you hear what happened? I'm like, well, what's going on? What, what is happening in Ecuador? And she tells me what happened, and I, I read the link. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I was like, sis, this is like the dream that I told you last week. She's like, I know, I know. I was like, but here's this crazy thing. That happened in Ecuador. The dreams that God showed me is here in the States. And now in prayer and talking to the Lord, what's the connection between the dream from two years ago and the prophetic dreams from a month ago? The only people that would create havoc in our country are from the outside, not inside. And this is what we have to pray. We have to pray against all evil because now that we are approaching an election year, and if if you remember what happened in 2020, right, you saw what happened in our cities. Think about it. No matter how liberal you are as an American, it's not in us to destroy our communities. It's not in us to destroy our towns. Because we grew up there, right? It has to be people from the outside, foreigners, who hate our way of life, who hate God, who hate our freedom to destroy what is in in the land, right? So this is why I tell my fellow patriots and Christians, we're not out of the woods. I'm not here to create fear, because I don't operate in fear. But I know that the God that we love and serve goes out of his way to warn his children and encourage his children why it's so important that we need to fast and pray. And at the same time, from a political angle, we need to mobilize in the sense of grassroots. We need to have our teams. We need, I mean, every day should be an election, you know, an election day. We have to get people, galvanize the vote, galvanize people to, to empower them to be leaders in the community. So, you know, I tell my friends, and I'm, you know, I'm pretty tough, you know, I'm like, look, don't, don't, don't think I'm playing around. This is not the time to be distracted. And that was a word that God gave me on, literally on Christmas Eve. He said, pray against the spirit of diversion. And this is what the Lord said. Tell my people, have you learned your lesson from 2020? That's what God said. Why? Because many Americans, many people on the right, many Christians, they're, on, they're in la-la land. Okay? They're not focused. They, don't, they want to put their head in the sand and not realize the dangers that we are living in as globally and nationally. And this is God's battle, and this is God's war. But God is also calling his people, and he said it to me back in September of 2023, three-part message. Who will stand in the gap for this nation, says God. It is time to enroll in the army of the Lord. And part three, the Lord said, um, the righteous take it by force. Friends, this is our time in the name of Jesus. This is our time that we take it back and we double down our efforts, spiritually speaking and also in the natural, right? Getting involved, et cetera. And we have to be strong and we have to just, God will see us through. But this, if you thought 26, and, I, and, I've, been, and I've been warning people even after 2020, if you, talk, if you thought 2016 was tough, which was, because I was there till 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> we were warring in the spirit. And you guys remember, if you were in that election, you saw that the, that the left did not want to give Trump the election. But the ones I heard from God, we said, Lord, you said he was, he's your chosen vessel, and we're going to intercede and we're going to war. And I'm here to tell you, we felt the pain all over our bodies that night because the devil did not want to give that election to Trump because they were ready to prop up their Jezebel. But in the name of Christ, God's will was done. And I, told, and I told people, and I tell them all the time, if you thought 2016 was tough, 
if you thought 2020 was brutal, hello, 2020. What makes you think that 2024 will be any easier? We need to just cling on to God. But I'm here to tell you, like the Lord said, and I'll say it again, it's not the death of a nation, but a rebirth, says God. When the devil declares your death, I declare your rebirth. But America's not dead. She is sleeping, and I'm about to wake her up. I'll also share this with what he told me back in August of 2020. So listen to this really quickly. When all this was happening, right, as a chaplain, I, I'm a law enforcement chaplain, so I have a badge. So when all the riots were happening and they were coming against first responders and cops, et cetera, I used to go on different assignments led by the Lord to go and, and just offer prayer ministry to a lot of our first responders and, of course, our officers, right, the, the men in blue. So God was like, look, I need for you to go and sound the shofar, bring your Bible, get your oil, and sound the shofar like the walls of Jericho all throughout the Bible Belt and the 13 colonies. You're going to go to every governor's mansion, every capital, every city hall. Total, 19 states, 54 cities. It took me about six to seven weeks to finish the whole trip. And I went one by one, one by one. Now follow me. The whole theme, okay, was liberty and justice. So by the time I finished in my last place, which was Gettysburg, so first, the first half of the trip was the, the Bible Belt. Took about a week and a half break, and then I, got, I had to fast pray and get ready to finish the 13 colonies. Listen, when I, got to, when, I got, when I left Georgia all the way to Maine and had to come back down, my last stop was Gettysburg. And this is what the Lord said. Daughter, what have I been telling you in each place that I've been sending you? When I sent you to Alabama, the, the theme was, with MLK, liberty and justice. When you went to, um, when you went to Delaware, and it was the journey of uh, Harriet Tubman, the theme was liberty and justice. When I sent you to Massachusetts, Plymouth Rock, with the Pilgrim 1620, follow me, 1620, the Lord says it was liberty and justice. 1620, 2020, says the Lord. And just like the Hebrew waited 400 years for, me to, for the Lord to set them free, I'm about to set my people free, says the Lord. That was, that, that was back then when I was in Plymouth Rock, right? Okay. Then I came all the way up to Maine, came all the way down to uh, the capital of uh, Pennsylvania, and then the last, right, uh, which is Harrisburg. And then the Lord's like, okay, you have one more stop, and I'm going to show you something, Gettysburg. I went there with my flag. That, that's it, my flag, my Bible, my all my shofar. Mm. So I, sorry my voice cracks up because it was a very, very, it was an amazing trip. It was a journey with God. I have my flag, and I'm walking my first time in Gettysburg in this land where there was a civil war and all that. And God tells me, now I told you, you were in Plymouth Rock, liberty and justice. Behold, you're in Gettysburg. And it's where Abraham Lincoln said, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. That's the theme, daughter, liberty and justice. Now declare, proclaim liberty to all the inhabitants of this land, for, for, in, for in God's time, you know, it will be a year of jubilee. And I'm bawling my eyes out with my Bible and my flag draped over behind my back, carrying my flag, interceding for this country. And, like, and I know, like myself, other people too, right? Well, here's the thing. That August of 2020, this is what the Lord said. When justice falls upon the wicked, it's going to be a jubilee for the people. 
for America is the birthing room and the birthing place for God's plans to manifest here on earth. Free at last, free at last, God Almighty, we're free at last. That was the message. It's 2024. I'm still holding on to that. Because I know God did not bring us this far to leave us hanging. We have to press in radical faith. And as a minister and a chaplain, I tell people this. We love the church. We pray for the church. We bless the church. But we're not anchor in the church. The church and the pastors and the leadership, they're not our anchor. They're not our source. Okay? God is our source. We put our faith completely and absolute trust in God himself in the Bible. And that is it. And study yourself approved. If you are a Christian that's been saved for over five years, and if you have not finished the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, you are in deep trouble. You are in deep trouble of getting played by the world stage. There's so much deception inside and outside the body of Christ that if you have not finished the Bible, it's, it's all on you. And I tell folks that you better enough with the CDs, enough with the DVDs, enough with the five-minute devotionals, enough with the Jesus Calling books, which is for beginners. Hello, church. And get your face in the presence of God and get your face in the Bible and get your journal out and write down what God shows you. Have a relationship with God and only do what God tells you to do. Because even when the Lord in his timing puts President Trump in office, as he has promised, to many people, he has shown us his will. Even afterwards, eventually at some point, Bible prophecy will be fulfilled. So we need to prepare ourselves. The church is going to be persecuted at some point in God's timing, and we got to get ready. Even for the body of Christ, all this cancel culture is what the Lord told me like over the couple of the, over the years. This is just a preview of Bible prophecy being fulfilled about the end times persecution of the church. What we saw in 2020, all these mandates, all these poor people getting the juice, okay? We're seeing the manifestation of all these things now. Many of us got the warning from God. Many of us warned people. They trusted the science more than God. They got to repent of that, okay? But when you see 71% of the people getting juiced, and now they're suffering the manifestations of that damage, it is heart-wrenching. However, God said to me last year, he said, those that got the juice and need healing, they have to go to the Lord. They have to confess the error of their ways and, and believe that if it's God's will, they can heal them because God wants to heal his people. But here's the, here's the lesson behind it. When all this happened in 2020, God was showing me, daughter, this is nothing but a test run from the mark in Revelation 13. Okay? Here's the thing, and I say this in love. A lot of people, including many Christians, some got bamboozled, some were coerced, some caved into the fear, okay? And some didn't really care because to them, their comfort and their luxury and their traveling and going to a restaurant or going to the gym, like in New York or California, were more important to them, and they received the, the, the test run, right? What does that mean for the people when, the, when everything else comes to pass in the sense of Bible prophecy, the mark of the beast, which they're trying to promote, what does that say for those people that already took the test run? Will they be able to withstand? Are they willing to lose their heads for Jesus? Because the Bible says, woe unto those that take the mark. You're condemned. You're done. There is no second chance. You're going straight to hell. There is no second or third chance. 
And that's something that we need to warn people about because at the end of the day, God wants souls. Okay, so God doesn't care about our works. God doesn't care if, you know, we pay our tithes. God wants our obedience. We need to be holy. We need to live right every single day. We got to pick up our cross, surrender to the Lord in all our ways, make him our Lord and our Savior. And as a church, we got to, you know what? We've got to take the Bible and we have to understand and apply the Bible to our lives. And I'm here to tell you as a sister in Christ, this walk with the Lord, although it is worth it, it is absolutely painful. It's painful. You, if you are a true believer, you will experience, like the Bible says, the afflictions, the long-suffering, the rejection, the tribulations, the trials, the betrayals, and the incessant spiritual warfare, just like Jesus. If you are a Christian, quote-unquote, and you're, you're not facing any spiritual warfare, and the devil's not t- attacking you, I have a warning. You might want to check yourself with God real quickly, and you might want to get right and repent, and you might want to question your salvation. Because the devil only messes with those that are a threat to the kingdom of darkness, those that obey God, those that are sold out on the Lord, those that would speak the truth, those that would expose the evils of this world, and those that are sold out on the Lord. Those are the people that the devil messes with. The lukewarm, gotta get, gotta repent. Because if you're lukewarm, the Bible says the Lord will spit you out. If you're cold, you gotta repent because you're not heading in any good place right now. Gotta get right. Narrow is the gate. And this is why if you're starting to notice, I discern that the judgment is already here. And the Bible says judgment starts in the house of the Lord. And if you've been noticing lately, pastors, quote unquote pastors, are being exposed. And God is just getting started. So I discern that we are entering, we already entered the season of judgment and the season of exposure. So we got to get ready. And I'll say this, I'll say one thing. So back in February 2020, I remember in prayer, this is what the Lord said in prayer. He said, daughter, tell my people, secret societies will be secret no more, says the Lord. For in God's timing, God says he's going to expose. He's going to expose secret societies. He's going to expose their rituals, their manuals, and everything that the wicked have to do to gain money, power, and fame in exchange for their souls, says the Lord. And the Lord said, when, I'm, when I expose them, says God, I'm going to, when I, expose, when I expose them to the world, I'm going to create shockwaves, says God, that when that happens, he's going to prove to the world that these so-called stars are nothing but fallen. That was almost four years ago. And we're starting to see little by little Hollywood. You see these Hollywood celebrities. Speaking of Hollywood, 2016, God gave me a word and a vision. Hollywood is going to become Hollywood, says the Lord, because the people of Hollywood, the Lord said, they will know that it was also on the wood where Jesus died for them too. And that back in 2019, the Lord said that many in Hollywood, there was going to be an exodus coming out. And you're starting to see it little by little. People are starting to leave there. They're moving to, like, Utah. They're moving to, like, Texas or any other states, right? So God has great plans. But God also wants us to co-labor with him, come into a ring with him and war for the kingdom of God. We got to, you know, the righteous take it by force. And, you know, and that's what God is calling us to do. So I hope you're encouraged. I hope that this has brought much confirmation to you. Sorry, I kind of went on. I was just flowing in the spirit, so. Oh, that's all right. Hey, no, you, 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 you were laying it all out. You were laying it out, you know, spiritually, absolutely. But 
you were discussing earlier. You mentioned earlier about the uh, about Jews in New York. In New York. Mm-hmm. Have the only way I can describe it. They have a disease called vote Democrat. No matter what, <laughs> they would vote Democrat. Yeah. And I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna say this. If Adolf Hitler was running against Donald Trump, they would vote for Adolf Hitler. And that's no joke. I, I'm not even trying to be funny about it. It's Again, I mean, look, I, I, I have a lot of Jewish friends from New York. Um, it's what I call, like, you know, it's like the fake Christians or the fake Catholics. You know, it's just a holiday. It's the same thing. A lot of them, it's tradition. Hanuk- it's what I call Hanukkah Jews, right? Hanukkah and Passover, the end but they don't really have a concept of, of the Torah. They don't have a concept of God, you know, it's just by the motions, but the well, same thing can be said for many Christians, right? Yeah. They don't, they, they, so I'm saying like, they don't have the spirit of the Lord. They don't, there's no discernment. There's no wisdom. There's no Bible. They don't know any better. So they're carnal and them being carnal is it's by fallen tradition. And that's what we're seeing. I, I, I get that. But I have a friend uh, whose parents, both of them survived Auschwitz and he would he would go on Facebook. He's a big time conservative. Right? He quotes the Bible. He quotes the Torah, and and when he goes on these um, on the uh, Holocaust sites on Facebook, you can't imagine the amount of people who threaten him because he's a conservative. He does not vote Democrat. And he, this is the, the the insanity that's in the Jewish community. You have a set of Jews in Israel. Mm-hmm. Who want to do away with Israel? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? What? What's going to solve? What is going to get them to change their mind? Nothing. Well, it's I almost think as if they, it's almost as if they want to just say, you know what? I'm going to vote. You, if you told them you're going to vote Democrat, they're going to put you in the ovens tomorrow. They will vote Democrat. Well, I think also um, what has happened to um, in, in October in Israel kind of like has kind of in a way opened up their eyes to the threat of anti-Semitism, right? And you have to understand too, there's different there's different groups of Jews, right? You have the Hasidic, you have the you have the, the the Orthodox, and of course you have the liberal. And oftentimes places like New York, Florida, and California, they're more on the liberal side, right? All I can say is that you know we can just pray, and eventually they'll see the light. And understand what's at stake here, right? And if yeah, but if people being murdered doesn't show them the light, they're hopeless. All we can do is just pray and educate, you know. And those that have eyes to see and ears to hear, Amen. And if they don't, that's okay. Just you know, treat them with love and just carry on and warn the next person. I mean, they're yeah. no different than, this, than many Christians but, too. But this, <laughs> but this anti this, this anti semitism. Just came out. I mean, it, it's been out there. That's that's you know, it's out there. But since the, the stuff that happened in Israel in October, it exploded like a volcano. Mm-hmm. There are people mm-hmm. that just there are people who blindly from the river to the sea, from here to there. Well, what river and what sea are you talking about? They can't even answer that. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just, they are drones. They are just following. They are doing as they are told. And they will vote Democrat. They will vote for evil time and time and time and time again. They do not care. You know, how is it that, that, that California keeps, look at the condition of that state. 
people still vote Democrat? San Francisco, it's it's a it's turning mm-hmm. into a ghost town. New York mm-hmm. City is turning into a ghost town, little by little. Everything now is suddenly starting to, to, to collapse, slowly but surely. Everything is starting to go away. And 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 you know, like Obama said, elections have consequences, mm-hmm. and they don't mm-hmm. care. They do not care. So, so what can you know, we do? The right? blacks, the black. So all all you can do, all you can do, is what you said: educate, 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 educate. But the problem is, is now you're gonna you're gonna run into one those who are against you, and those who are against you. They will use violence to silence you now. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we are, again, we are living in end times, and we are living in, you know, um, I miss the 90s. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a different world. That Even 10 years scary. ago, it was different. You, you know, know? I've, been telling people, I've been telling people since 2000, or late 90s, early 2000s, that things are going to get bad in this country, and they all thought I was crazy. <laughs> Everyone thought I was crazy. Like and Alex now, Jones. Yeah, I I love Alex Jones. I I, yeah, I believe what Alex Jones says. You know, you know, in the beginning when I was listening to him, I was like, Nah, I can't be. And all of a sudden, you know, you, it's happening. Now mm-hmm. either he's in on either he is in on the scam, or he is spiritually tied in. No, he's not. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to come, if you want an answer, I'll give you what the Lord showed me back in 2017, 2018. So, uh, and, and he, and God has given me dreams of why we have to pray for Alex Jones, because God showed me how the enemy was trying to take him out multiple times, like literally take him out, out, if you know what I mean. Uh, so he needs a lot of prayer protection, but the Lord showed me him and Roger Stone are God's instruments. As imperfect as they are, because remember, we're all imperfect, yeah, we're, right? So God showed me. Perfect. None of us. God showed me. Amen. None of us are. None of us are holding the now. But God showed me that Roger Stone and Alex Jones, and they're actually very good friends, and both are vessels of the Lord to fight for justice and fight for exposure. Mm-hmm. So definitely keep them in prayer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, 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 I even said to people when Trump won in sixteen, I said, "Listen, this is God's doing. Mm-hmm. This is absolutely God's doing because He was watching over us because." You know, having her as having her as president, no good was going to come of that, and we're seeing it now with uh, with what we have now in the White House. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and this is I love. I'll, I'll share this with you um, in prayer. This is why I tell people like this is why it's so important to have a relationship with God. And any question that you have, we have to go to the Lord, no matter how random it is, no matter how insignificant you think it might be. God knows all the answers. I always tell people, I don't watch the news. I don't watch or read QAnon or Q or rabbit trails or rabbit holes. No. I want the source. The chief master of all intelligence is my God. Abba, Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, the end, and the Bible. You want to know something? You go to the source. I, you know, think about all these people, I mean, including many Christians. They spend hours and hours behind a computer doing research. Why are you doing that? Why don't you just talk to God? <laughs> He'll give it to you like in a matter of seconds, you know, if he wants to. You're, how, 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 many weeks, how many weeks have you been behind that computer? How many hours you're typing things away, doing all your searches or whatever? Really? Just want to just go to God. Lord, is this true? Lord, I have a question. 
Can you please show me who, what is the story behind XYZ person? What is the story behind XYZ country? Lord, something's fishy. You know, my spirit is being checked. I don't know. Like, this doesn't set, to sit right with me. Like, God, is this something that I need to know about? And if it's his will, he'll tell you. That's what I told Christians. Yeah. I mean, you honestly think, like, the stuff that I'm telling you, I, I didn't look it up. That's just revelation from God through my meetings, conversations with him, you know, like my meetings, you know, I, 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 every meeting, meeting, meaning like during breakfast, after breakfast, I have my coffee and I have my journal, have my Bible. And I say, okay, Lord, I pray. I say, God, if you have a word, if you have a vision, if you have a message that you want to share with me today, let it be according to your will. And I have my pen ready and I have my journal ready. And there are days that God says something, gives me a word. There are days that he says nothing and that's okay. It's up to Lord, the Lord's will. And also, I tell people, too, listen, you got to be careful of many false prophets. There's a lot of them out there. I tell people all the time, you have to discern. The only way to discern is by knowing the Lord and the Bible from cover to cover. Because even the devil will dress up as an angel of light. And this is why I tell Christians, anyone that calls themselves a prophet is not a prophet. And people get really angry about that. And I'm going to tell you why. Because when you are really chosen by the Lord, handpicked by God, chosen by the Lord, God is going to crush you into a million pieces for that anointing, okay? And it's not like these Harry Potter prophet schools disguised as Christian ministries where people drop 10, 20 grand for a semester or a year or two to be ordained as a prophet. That is Simon the Sorcery. That is divination schools. Those are witchcraft schools that they ordain you as a prophet. Men do not ordain people. God, or sorry, men do not ordain prophets. God ordains them. God chooses them. And believe me, my friend, I tell Christians, when I see someone all happy and jolly, boasting, I'm a prophet, I'm a prophetess. I'm like, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You can't fool me. God, you don't know my God. You don't know the Bible. And it's obvious you have not been crushed or handpicked or selected by the Lord. Because when you are, believe me, it is years. I'm not talking about a bad season. Oh, boo-hoo, I had a bad season. Oh, the devil attacked me for a month or two. I'm talking about years. And God will break you and crush you, build you up and crush you, build you up and crush you over and over and over again. Okay? I agree with that. Well, so that yeah, I don't. Well, that revelation, and I'm, gonna, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. This is what you have, people have to know this, because God has to trust you with this revelation. And I'm going to tell you what the Lord taught me. Daughter, I'm here to remind you, child, this is never about you. This is about the Lord. Your job is to share what I share with you, to edify, exhort, encourage, and warn my people and bring them the confirmation. Your job is to win souls and bring them to the Lord and not to yourself or your ministry. I need to trust you with this information that it's about the Lord and not about you. And I don't want to see pride on you either. It's about humility. So this is why people have to be processed. And the processing is applied to all Christians. There are no shortcuts. No one can evade this. And whether people have been trying to dodge the Lord, you can run all you want, Jonah, but it's going to come a time, and that time is running short. God is going to have his way with you, and God is going to use you whether you like it or not, because we yeah, are living in time. And this, and this is how, how a lot of people vote. They vote for their own self-interest. They don't vote oh, for America. 
No, not at and all. This, and and th- and that is the problem. And and I like I'm listen. I don't read the Bible. I'm not. I'm I'm a Christian, but I'm not. I don't read the Bible as much as you have. But the one the one uh, part of the Bible that sticks to me is Isaiah five twenty. Uh, uh, bitter is sweet. Uh, sweet is bitter. Bitter is sweet, and dark is light, and light is dark. And I'm like. This is what we're experiencing. There's evil right oh, now. Okay. Coming yeah. yeah. Well, unto those all... that call good evil, evil good. That verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it it is coming up. We're witnessing. I'm witnessing. Watching this everywhere now happening, where common sense mm-hmm. is out the window. Mm-hmm. Because but here's the why. And look, and I say this in love. You are a man of God. Okay. We are in a war zone. Think of the military, right? Think of, like, God always talks to me through military terms all the time. Saving Private Ryan, Gladiator, Braveheart. He always talks to me through those movies. What do they have to win the battle? Weapons, right? Arsenal. Yeah. The Word of God is your arsenal. If you don't know the Word of God, you're shooting blanks. So this is not the time for you to shoot blanks. When the enemy throws grenades, right, grenades, your job is to use the Word of God and throw him missiles. Otherwise, you are a sitting duck. Okay, I'm telling you, you got to make the time. You got to have sacrifice. You have to put. You know, you have to have be disciplined and have sacrificed your time of distraction. And it's time to get in the word of the Lord. You have a destiny. You have a purpose. I see the word more as a shield than as a weapon. It's both. And I talk to you as a minister. Uh, Listen, you're talking to in the spiritual sense, like many of us out there. You're talking to a Navy SEAL in the spirit. Right. I, okay. I, I when we when we find Jesus, we become privates, like in the army, and then God gives you your uniform and God gives you your weapons, right? Which is the Word of God and the Holy Spirit, and you're mm-hmm. going to go through the training. Okay, and these trainings, like I always tell folks in the military, you could never it, you can never compare a person in the army to the one in the Navy, the Marines, Navy SEALs, Green Berets. Spiritual snipers. They're different ranks and categories, right? So it's up to you. If you want God to use you, you got to prepare yourself that you got to know the Word of God and you have to have the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because I'm here to tell you, the devil is real and the devil is busy. And those that are Navy mm-hmm. SEALs, if it's hard for us Navy SEALs, I'm here to tell you, I cannot imagine how hard it must be for those that are in the Navy ranks or the Army. Because the way the enemy is working right now, and like I said, I say it in love. You got to wear your armor. Know the word. The enemy gets threatened. The moment you know the word of God, he's going to think twice to mess with you. But if you don't know the word, you're an easy target. Right. Okay? And, and, and don't take shortcuts. So don't, don't like, oh, I'm going to get a book from T.D. Jakes. I tell people, you can't study, you can't read, save your money and start reading books from these so-called Christian men and women of God. You don't know them. You don't know their fruits. A lot of them live in a charade. And a lot of the times God will give you revelation about these people. And pretty soon God's about to bring these people down too. Okay, because God's not happy with many of these so-called mega preachers and mega prophets and mega evangelists. He's not. He's raising up new people. And this is why people like Alex Jones and others, they never went to a, 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 a Bible school, but they know the Bible. Alex Jones knows the Bible. I just literally know Jones. Yeah, he does. Yeah, what's crazy is I just, you know, two days ago, since yesterday, actually it was yesterday, I came across this random video on on my YouTube where uh, it was Steve Crowder um, posted this video with Alex Jones and one of his producers about the end times. I literally finished watching it all day this afternoon. 
And I was like, this is amazing. This is confirmation of everything that's in the Bible and a lot of the stuff that God has shown me. And you know what's great? Here you have two radio, TV personalities, producer, et cetera, and they are talking things that I've never heard a true pastor of all these well-known names talk and address these issues. What is the point? The last shall be first and the first shall be last. And this is why God is raising people like Trump. God is raising people like President Malay from Argentina and Bill Kelly from El Salvador and others. And God is getting ready to do a new thing. He's about to overthrow wicked leaders and from, from governments around the world and people that never, like the Lord told me years ago, he said, daughter, these end times, you better tell my people. The last shall be first and the first shall be last, for the Lord is not a respecter of persons. I'm going to raise people that will never meet people's standards, but they meet God's standards. And I'm going to use them because the Lord sees hearts and not the outward appearance. So you better tell them that. And believe me, I've told church leaders, and they went after my head, because in their pride and in their ego, they feel entitled that they're the only ones that God can use. And I said, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, 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 you better humble yourself, because God is raising up new people that truly love him. And they have read the Bible, and not only have they read it, they're willing to live it out, pick up their cross, lose their life for the Lord's name's sake, and bring people to Christ. Yeah, but, so you are also, a man of God. Also, You're a man of God. Yeah, but also, right. But also, Alex Jones even said that the, the government is, is, is uh, you know, somehow uh, going into churches and telling the pastors um, uh, or places of worship, telling the, the pastors that, Guns aren't the answer. They're handing your guns. Believe in the you know believe in the government. The government is the god. That's the problem with the socialism in this country. They think the government is the end all when it's not. Absolutely, absolutely. Can I, can and I jump in about there? It. Um, I have to here, so uh, she wants to ask a few questions before she gets out. Hey, Carly. Uh, thanks. You're okay? doing great. Um. And I wanted to ask, how did you get started doing what you're doing, your political work and then your ministry? How did you get started with that? Well, quickly, you know, look, I started out in New York, media, moved to D.C., political media, grassroots, politics, education, lobbying, and then nonprofit world. I found the Lord in D.C. almost 11 years ago, okay? And right after I found the Lord, within a year, he plucked me out of D.C., brought me to Atlanta, became a minister, became a law enforcement chaplain, and then within years he kept showing me a lot of dreams. I'm throwing you back into politics. I've cried. I've begged. I'm like, nope, not doing it. And, you know, the crazy part is, too, that when I was in D.C. Uh, before I got saved, I thought D.C. was – sorry, I thought politics was the, the cure uh, to the world's problems. I thought politics was the answer. Uh, and then once I got saved, I realized I was completely wrong. I was so deceived. No, it's not. There's a lot of corruption. There's a lot of, of you know, po political uh, infighting and just a lot of evil. You know, the hunger of, of, of the hunger for money and power and fame. And you know, it's like that. It's like that show, uh, House of Cards. You know, I'm like, oh my God, that's exactly how it is. You know. So after wrestling with the Lord, He kept showing me dream after dream. I'm throwing you back in politics. I started returning back to politics like six years ago. So I'm pretty active, you know, in Georgia and also just active in different movements nationally, et cetera. And again, it's all about the community. It's about empowering the community and, also, and of course, also helping the Christians. Like, we got to, we have to get involved in politics, right? Even if you don't, it's like all these Christians that say, I don't like politics. I'm like, well, I have news for you. You may not like politics, but politics likes you. And then we have to put our people behind these political positions because otherwise the enemy is going to control 
you know, the laws and it's going to persecute us, right? But going back, like, yeah, so I remember uh, back in February 2020, I remember this like it was yesterday. I, I was crying to the Lord because he gave me a dream. He's like, I'm throwing you back into politics again. And I'm like, no. I was like, Lord, I'm not doing it. I can't. I hate politics, God. I hate it, Lord. Why are you sending me, God? I'm not selling my soul. I don't want to hang out with these heathen, God. And I'm bawling at the breakfast table. And then the father rebuked me. He said, for the same reason why you hate it is why I'm sending you. Because if you loved it, if you love politics, you will lose your soul. So get ready. So I cried. You know, I was like, okay, Lord, I'm fine. I'll do what you told me to do. So, I, again, I've just been involved um, as part of my assignment, and I just want to be obedient. But the more and more that I, I'm in these circles, you know, there are some good people, too. I'm not going to lie. There's some good people. There's some good Christians uh, that love God. But here's the problem, what we're seeing. After 2020, 2021, uh, I was kind of in counseling uh, from a spiritual and also a political level to different congressional leaders. And one of the things that God told me to tell them, and this is in general, is that, Anyone that runs for office, they must surround themselves with true, God-fearing, Bible-literate, prophetic, and discerning Christians in the function of a prophet. Think of David, King David, right? Think of Esther. When you're chosen like a King David, who did he have to, to hold him accountable? A prophet like Samuel, a prophet like Nathan. That's what many of these leaders need, especially in the political arena. What I've seen is that oftentimes, you ever notice, these strong Christians, they start off great. But it's just a matter of time, and then they change. It's because they didn't have that strong Christian counsel or prophets around them to exhort them, to warn them, to put them in check. Because in these avenues of, of, of power, people lose themselves. They, they transform. I've seen amazing Christians, like especially last year. I've seen incredible Christians who are my friends. Beautiful people, warring in the spirit, praying, prayer partners in the midnight hour, etc. And the minute that a job merger took place and they had a position, there was power involved, there was influence involved, there was money involved, there was there was fame involved. They bit the apple like Eve and they became greedy and hungry overnight and they transformed to the point that I didn't even recognize my friends anymore. And these were true Christians called by God. God sent me in their lives to partner with God's will for their lives, okay, only for them to change. So when you encounter these things, and I cried, I said, Lord, who are these people? Who are these? These are my friends. I don't even recognize all this over a job merger, all this over a stupid position, all this because of stupid money, power, and fame? Are you serious, Lord? So when you see these things, this gives you an idea why, once again, not everyone that dies goes to heaven. This is why we're always being tested. And it's in these situations, whether it's the political arena or wherever industry God is calling you to, you have to ask yourself, are you able to withstand the temptation? Are you able to say, no, devil, I will not lose my soul. No, devil, I will not sell out on my God. No, I'm not going to sell out on my country. No, I'm not going to sell out on Georgia or wherever you live. No, I'm not going to sell out on my family. How many people can honestly say that? The only way you can come to that point where you're completely sold out by the Lord is by one, knowing the word of God, and number two, 
having an intimate relationship with God, and it's you and him like white on rice, inseparable. You're chasing after God like like it, it like oxygen like the oxygen that you need in your lungs. Because if you're not pressed in the Lord, and if you know the Word of God, friends, I had dreams where God to show me. Believers and non-believers alike, I saw how the devil snatched their souls, and they had no idea as to why. That's a fact. So in this political space, now I understand. I say, God. Now I get all these years of being broken to a million pieces like myself and many others, and some others have been broken a billion times over. Now I understand. Because those that have been broken, the crushing, the processing, were able to withstand the temptations. Because in these places, believe me, there's bribes, there is temptations, women, men, power, and the list goes on. But when you don't care about those things because your identity is in Christ alone, I tell people, I, look, I'm nice to people, right? And here's the problem that we're seeing overall as a country. And this guy's, God's been showing me this too. Like, he's been hollering this to me. There are people, and I'm going to give you a, a, a quick glimpse of a dream, that he's a warning dream from October. God is not happy with those that are coming against the America First MAGA Trump movement. He's not happy with those that are coming against that because that's God's plan. Okay? So I'm talking about the establishment both in both parties and of course all the establishment as a whole. God is not happy with those people. A lot of those people are establishment. Their father is Satan. They worship Lucifer. They've made pacts. They've made deals. They've made, you know, all types of covenants. And they got to repent. So I say all this because while we're contending for this nation, you need, if, if God is calling you to the political space or to cover it, you have to be solely sold out on the Lord. And I tell folks, I'm nice to people. I'm nice to all people. But I will not make deals with agents of Satan. I will not sell out on my God. My soul is not for sale. I will fight for my God and my country and my state. And I want to do it to the best of my ability with integrity and honesty, because God knows all, God sees all, and God hears all. And whenever he calls me home, I want to do right by him, for him to tell me, daughter, I saw you out there, good job, faithful servant, you may walk in. Because I do not want God to tell me, depart from me, I never knew you. And say, but Lord, but I did all these things, depart from me, because you sold out on me. I gave you warnings, I gave you my word, I tested you, and you caved in, and you decided to abandon me, to worship the devil for money, power, and fame. I don't know, you get out of my face, depart from me. That's not what I want God to tell me. And that's what I tell Christians, and that's what I tell people alike. Your soul should not be for sale. It's not for sale. And that's what the enemy does in these political circles. So why am I here? Out of, assignment, out of obedience? the Lord's assignment. And if you think this is easy, absolutely not. It is so solitary. It is so, so solitary. No one's your friend. Think of Jesus, just like government. Did he have friends? He had enemies in the government. He had enemies in the temple. Same exact thing. So to answer your point, I'm here for, I'm out of obedience to the Lord. And it is brutal. It is painful, the briberies, the, the, the betrayals, the rejection. And when you are saying, look, God doesn't like it this way, we're not going this route. 
But Carly, but you should God is God already gave the warning. We're not gonna we're not gonna compromise. And you'll have people, including Christians, that will get you to bend. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm out. I was like, because when lightning strikes, it's gonna fall on you. It's not gonna fall on me. I'm out of here. I've already been warned. I'm not gonna tempt the Lord. But it takes a strong person. But in order to have that strength, you have to let God to break you and prune you and purge you, refine you year after year after year, crushing, crying, weeping, mourning, wailing, the affliction in your body, affliction all over your, just affliction all over the place, not sleeping for years, warfare at the fifth level. And God still carries you through. And it's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm allowing all this to make you stronger. And those are the people that God, little by little, he's, he's bringing to not only in the political arena, also in media. Like people, look, 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 look at Alex Jones, look at President Trump. Those are the warriors. Those are the warriors refined and tested by God. Because I'm telling you, we're, the, 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 the warfare, the, the principalities, the evil that we're going up against is unbearable. So, yeah, out of obedience. I said, all right, Lord. I'll do it for you, but I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of crying. I do cry a lot. It's, 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 it's intense. It's intense. So, yeah, I hope that's my, I hope that's my answer for you. <laughs> but it's not easy, but God's worth it. In the midst of the tears, in the midst of, in the, midst of the warfare, in the midst of the betrayal. Well, we appreciate your time yeah. here. I know you've been with us like an hour and a half. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate you know, I, I hope that this was a, an informative interview and that it encouraged you and it brought you the confirmation that you needed. So Adrian is asking here, she said real quick, please ask Carly, what progress are you seeing in minority and different ethnic groups with voting for Republicans? Look, um, there is an interest. Minorities are very frustrated, both people, you know, whether it's black, Hispanic or Asian, they're frustrated. Even Gen Z college kids, they're, they're, they want the American dream. They're very concerned about the current economy. They 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 want out out of out of the Democrat um, you know party. So they're looking for a new home. So it's up to us as Republicans and conservatives to open up our doors and welcome them in. I tell people, listen, when it comes to minority engagement, we meet them where they are. We show them love, respect, and then earn their trust. And once we earn their trust, we invite them to our organization, our meetings, our events. And eventually, you know, empower them, equip them. And we know, hey, we need leaders to run for office. Um, a lot of, there's a lot of races uh, at the House level and also at the state that are being contested this, this year. And unfortunately, it's, uh, a lot of these races are not being contested by Republicans. A lot of them are all full-on Democrats. So that's the problem. Uh, we need to be proactive. You know, one of the things that I've been advocating for is uh, we have to pay volunteers. Everyone talks about, oh, well, the Democrats raise a lot of money. Yeah, they raise a lot of money. But they also spend their money on grassroots efforts, on marketing, on collateral, on get-out-the-vote get efforts, and they pay their people. And I don't know how long will Republicans think that they're going to win wars and battles with volunteers. People got to eat. The Bible's clear. You know, those that, those that work have to eat. You know, and a lot of the times I, I keep noticing that um, we have some great volunteers that have to pay out of their own pockets for marketing materials, for grassroots. Others are, are just feel unappreciated. Others just feel like they're being exploited, and rightfully so. So as someone that is in the community and I love people, I tell leaders, I'm like, no, we should, our, our volunteers and, any, and people in the grassroots, 
they need to be highly respected, they need to be highly appreciated, and they need to be right, and they need to be also uh, compensated. You know, and in regards to minority outreach, it, it, it is time. We can be enthusiastic, we can be passionate about it, but time is running out. We need boots on the ground. We need money, you know, to make things happen. And you know, whether it's marketing or voter outreach, et cetera, other materials, you know, we need the money out there. And we, we have to be, you know, we have to be more proactive in that regard because the reality is the shift is coming. You're seeing what's happening in, in the inner cities. People are frustrated. They're tired. They're tired of this current administration and they want the real hope and the real change. And, and, and they're starting to realize, you know, their eyes, they're being awakened to what's really happening. So, People are supporting President Trump, and I definitely would love to, you know, uh, collaborate with leaders that have a heart, you know, for America, for God, America, and of course the, the community. Um, you know, and in my case, I work with the multicultural space, and if there are people that are interested in working with those communities, like yeah, let's let's do it because at the end of the day, not only do we want them as voters, but really as leaders to be a force to be reckoned with where we live. So. All right. Well, Carly, where can people find out more information about you? Uh, in which regard to whether it's the ministry or the political space? Whatever website or whatever you want people to know how to find you. That's all. It could be for either, for both. I don't care. Sure, no problem. So if it's um, if it's the ministry, you can look me up on www.johndetruth.com. So you can send me an email and you know, can just click on the links that are there. And, yeah, that's one way to reach out to me. Uh, I'm also you know, on Facebook, so you can find me there as well, Carly. Eli, so yeah, that's pretty, pretty much it. Well, Carly, uh, I'm sure Adrian will reach back out to you and see if you can come on again. We always like having you here. Thank you so much, Dave, and I appreciate your leadership and Happy New Year, and I wish you all the best and all success, and I pray that God continues to open up doors for you and continues to just open up the eyes of so many that need to hear your message, so I appreciate you, and, and also Adrian, who's amazing and such a pleasure to work with and, and just a pleasure to know. And Vito, it was awesome nice meeting you, too. Thank you. All right. Good well, until we meet again, thank you for, for joining us. Thank you. Have a good night. Be blessed. All right. So, uh, so Vito, uh, are you hanging out? Yeah, I'll stay for a little bit. All right, because uh, Adrian left me for the night, so uh, it's me and you. Yeah. So um, I do have a broccoli you know, man I have to play. You know that, right? Yeah, go ahead. All right, I, I I sent you the video if you want to watch it. Uh, hold on a second. There it is. Let me just open up my Facebook. Yep, okay. All right, so in this one, uh, Mike is upset because he doesn't get a stipend for being black. So uh, <laughs> we're going to hear about it now. All right. So I'm just pulling it up on our switchboard here. All right. So this one's called Stipends Featuring the Millennials. And all of our videos, our Broccoli Man cartoons can be found on rumble.com. Just look for Broccoli Man. You'll see hundreds of them. All right. This is this week's episode. Hold on. I didn't count down. Sorry. Uh, three, two, one, action.
glad you came out to hang out today, Sugar. We were worried about you. Yes, we need you to help us fight against all these new Trump supporters. Yeah, there was a poll last week at Southern Hampshire Institute and Technology about who it went between Brandon and Trump. Over 70% of students here at SHIT said thems are voting for Trump. We need Anifit to come in here do mostly peaceful protests and teach these something but here's a lesson. How dare them act like like white suprinks? They said 65% of students here at SHIT are voting Trump. We need to pass a mandate on campus that if you vote for Trump, you are deported to Russia. By the way, Sugar, we have to go for a Black People's Titans meeting next Thursday. You coming with us? I can pick you up. But you have to leave that racist boyfriend behind. I do not let white people in my car for any reason. Thems are too racist for me. They denied my request to get a Black People's Titan. They said I am not black. I told them I identify as black and I'm a trans. They said to get the uh, out the office. I told them my birthing partner is black. I did Black Lives Matter rallies and break stuff with them. I even offered to suck their ice cream cone. But they had security drag me out the office. Yeah, trans stipends are good. But the black stipends get $5 million a year. We only get $20,000 a month for bees in trans. <laughs> I know. It's that green Jones again. Oh, brother, this guy I want to punch him in him's bull sacks. He keeps telling me that he is going to arrest me if I get pregnant. He is not going to stop me from getting pregnant and then having an abortion after the baby is born. He is also against carbon taxes to stop global warming. He is also one of those fools that will not vote for Brandon. Hello again, Sugar. Nice to see you are out of the hospital. Why did you just flip me off? I do not like any white people because you are too racist. When I was at Weenie House General Hospital, thems made me wait for extra hours to get help because none of the staff was black. I'd rather than to let someone who is not black help me. You something duck as are too racist. You need to leave us alone. We do not want to talk to anyone that is going to make Brandon or Michael Robinson Obama lose the election. I know, right? Michael Robinson Obama is a nice lady. Mr. Broccoli, you are not black like us. Is that so? Well, if you are black, then how come you are not getting that black stipend you have been working on for months? You just bees is upset that he can bees is then eating him once. I know if Trump wins the election, then you will arrest me for trying to get pregnant. Why are you against me having a baby? Why do you think I care about your body? You can do whatever you want with your life. All I know is if you have a baby, then where will the baby come out? I can make it come out of any place in the body I want it to come out of. You have no uterus. Your body has no way to feed the baby or hold the baby in a womb. You were not born with a womb. You also have no way to deliver the baby even if you magically got pregnant. Huh? You take that back right now. 
My sperms are good enough to make his sperms pregnant. Is that so? You do not know that sperms do not make other sperms pregnant. You need eggs. The sperm finds the egg and then gods will makes it happen. That's how every species over time has babies. Not anymore Mr. Brugley. Brandon legalizes getting pregnant. That is why we have tampons in the men's room. Tampons are for when your uterus wall is shedding its old skin. If you have no uterus, there you are not shedding your parts. I'm going to make a complaint to the fake news hotline. You need to be arrested for false information. And also call the race hotline. Temps needs to be is taken to a FEMA camp for beezing white. Even though FEMA camps do not exist. This broccoli dude does not even believe in wearing a scam on him's face. This guy needs to listen to Dr. Fraudi. Didn't you see that in court last week? Dr. Fraudi testified under oath that wearing scams have zero effect on you getting sick. Social distancing, scams, the arrows on the ground at the store. Those things did not help stop COVID's even a one hundredth of one percent. Of course he said that under oath. He had to say that or else he would be arrested for lying. I don't care. Wearing a scam shows you are a Democrat voter. I will always make sure I have a scam on my face so everyone knows I am voting Democrat. Even though scams do not protect you from COVID or heart attacks, they are the best way to protect yourself from getting COVID. By the way, you are supposed to wear that scam on your face because it is good manners. My wearing a scam protects you. You wearing a scam protects me. I probably had a heart attack after my last COVID boost because too many white people were not wearing a scam when I was in China not getting my 83rd booster. Exactly. You should know these good manners. Just like everyone knows you always need to wear socks with your sandals because it is good manners. Huh? You do not need someone to tell you that you are supposed to do something. You just knew it. Yeah. How would you like it if I just came up on this mug and had my flip-flops on and not wearing socks? Well, I do not care because it is your body. You decide what you need to wear. Second, socks with sandals is gross. But that is up to you because I do not have to live with your clothing decisions. You do you. You take that back right now. That is the law for us black people. Mike, you know we can all see you, right? You are as white as Tom Brady. I can identify as anything I want. Yeah. Well, if you can be black, then why did your black stipend get turned down due to the fact you are not black? That's because you are a racist. I can identify as anything I want. If you can identify as anything you want, can you be an octopus? Yes, of course. If that is the case, then you do not have gills. You breathe underwater. You should not have lungs. You should probably find an ocean or river to live in. Because being in the air will dry you out and you will die. Oh yeah? I drink Coca-Cola and tap water every single day. I can be anything I want. We do not care. Also, an octopus has eight arms. You only have two. Where are your other arms? If I gave you a $10 bill to hold in every arm, 
you could only walk away with $20, not $80. That's only because you're not black. You can be any skin color you want. Black, white, green, red, fuchsia. Octopus has eight arms. So if you identify as a black gay octopus and you were born a human, you would not have eight arms so you would not be an octopus. You're wrong. We can be anything we want. My parent one and a two told me when I was a kid when I grow up I can't be as anything I want. Us trans peoples will save brands. Just like Bud's Light and United Airlines. Exactly. It is dumb fools like you that think someone cannot fly a plane or handle luggage because they are blind or quadriplegic. I am not going to touch that one right now. Please stop these woke-topians from taking over the world. They will destroy everything. Please, check out the Proof Negative radio show. Proof is on Monday through Thursday 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. That is 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. He has on great guests, excellent co-hosts, and all the news you need to know about. Check it out at freedomizerradio.com. You can also look for the schedule on the website and find all the other shows as well. That is freedomizerradio.com. So now you people are ableist for not wanting a blind man who cannot move his arms and legs to fly an airplane. I hope you get cancelled. We can identify as anything we want. Tell us again what happened when you tried to get your stipend for being black. All right, that's it. That's pretty good. You know, I was, uh, I was uh, online uh, earlier tonight, and uh, a, tick, a ticker on, on one of my tickers that came on, it said a trans man who had a, a double mastectomy just found out he was pregnant. <laughs> I'm like, is this like a is this like a joke? You know, is this person gonna you know have have the baby just to prove a point that men could have babies, or are they gonna get you know is she gonna have an abortion because well you know it's it's the liberal thing to do like you say. Yeah, it's loving and liberal. So, how, but so this person was born a female and then tried to pretend that they're a male. Right after she had a double mastectomy because she trans the male, she found out she was pregnant. Now, how could you identify as a woman if if you know and 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 still have you know identify as a man, but you're gonna have sex as a woman? How'd you get pregnant? You know, this is just lunar. It's just insanity out there. And the media is compelled to report this, like it's like it's you know like it's like an, an act of uh, well no I'm not going to say it's an act of God because they don't believe in God, but it, it's it's just something that is truly amazing. Like how could this happen? Well, maybe in eighty or a hundred years with all this artificial intelligence, maybe maybe at some point they could transition people smoothly and and be able to uh, whip up body Proof, parts this, in a frenzy. This, but this, this it's AI not the time right really, now. Yeah, this AI stuff is really gonna it's really gonna hurt us, I think. I think it's gonna really, really, uh really hurt us. I, I, I can't see any good but, coming from it. But the thing is though, is that when when Lucifer runs this town and uh it, it's going to be to a point where it's going to 
it's going to defeat itself. Because, okay. if you, because in the Bible, the Lucifer only runs this town for a short time. And then it blows up because it, it's too powerful and too demanding, and it it, uh, it screws itself over, so to speak. Mm. I'm sure you know yeah. that. I just don't know how it's worded properly, but um, Satan gets defeated real easy when uh, when the, when they get to run uh, the world for a short period of time. Yeah, but all the damage that they do in that time. Right. That that's the uh, you know that's that's what worries me is, is the is the damage that's done and it's just uh, you know we're seeing a lot of damage done now especially you know especially with this uh, this electric car bullshit that they're pushing um, you know in the cold cities that that experience really cold weather those cars were useless. Those cars and when you have all when you have the Tesla uh, charging stations and there's three feet of water, I'm sure you're going to have some stupids out there trying to charge their car in that. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Look, there's no oh, one in line. My God. Yeah. It's just problem. a little I'm, water I'm the on the ground. We shouldn't be scared of that. I'm sure we could charge our car. People scared yeah, of and- driving a Tesla in the rain. And and they and people who who actually own these cars, they're paying even more for electricity than they are than they would for gasoline. Right, but it's liberal. But now they now they hate their Teslas because Elon Musk owns it. Yeah. Yeah, this is true proof. This is true because you know Musk before was their friend, but now all of a sudden he's evil. You know, it's it's hypocrisy at its at its highest, man. It really, really is. Yeah, he doesn't want global yeah. government, so he's a Nazi. Yeah. That makes no sense. And, and and all he's doing, he's getting the word out as to what's going on. You know, he's telling people, you know, the things that are going to be done with this with this artificial intelligence. And and, and people just don't. Don't want to listen to him. You know, but don't listen to Klaus Schwab say the same thing. And no, you know, and, and like yeah, and like your you know your your caller said earlier, uh, 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 Carly, she said you know they got a, a, was it you that said it? You know, Schwab's his parents on his father was a Nazi. Is this confirmed? Yes. Oh yeah. And you would yeah, think that that high, would be enough. He to was a higher up than the regime. You would think that that's enough to cancel him. You know, no, nothing good comes out of, out of the Nazi. Policy, nothing, so it's okay. nothing. Nothing. Nothing good comes out of socialism. I always tell people this. Nothing good comes out of socialism. And they think that it's the greatest thing since the wheel. Well, I don't know why they don't. Uh, why they don't spend the summer in Cuba and learn about about communism and then tell us how great it is. And how we can implement Yeah, I mean, I, I have a, a friend whose daughter lives in Cuba. She married a Cuban guy, and they she moved to Cuba. And, uh, you know, I mean, he says, listen, if you need if you to go to the doctor, you go to the doctor. It doesn't cost you nothing. But what are you getting out of it? You're not getting, you know, if you have a broken leg, I mean, you know, 
you know, what are they, you know, what are they going to help? Are they going to amputate your leg because it's cheaper to amputate your leg? You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, uh, you know, it's what money are they going to get back from what they spend? Like I told you a couple of years ago, I went to Italy to visit my uncle, and he, you know, he was starting to have signs to show signs of early dementia at the time. And my aunt brought him to the hospital by ambulance. They get to the hospital. Uh, the ambulance took like 45 minutes to get there, first of all. And the hospital that they went to was a half hour away. And they get there, and the doctor's like, you know, you're, you, we're wasting money on, on your husband. And she couldn't believe what she heard. And, she, you know, my uncle came here, you know, he got a living. He got a pension. When he retired, he moved back to Italy. And, you know, and I said to her, I said, you think that what was said to you here will be said to you in America? In, 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 you know, on us, in, in, with our system? And she said, she said no, that's not going to, you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't uh, 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 you know, be as dis- like disrespectful to like they were here. I mean, the doctor didn't care. He just did not want to treat my uncle. He felt it was even a burden to treat him, you know, and all he, you know, he had dementia, you know, we don't know what's going on with him, you know, there's something going on here, but they didn't, they couldn't care less, could not care less. Well, if you remember when I had my issues last year, the doctor wanted to amputate me and I'm only, I was only 50 at the time, told me there was no way in the world I'd ever come back from this injury. And that I just needed to suck it up and and lose at least one leg and maybe two. Oof! I mean, they. You know what? With my accident in September, one. I just I found out the other day that they gave me last rights at the hospital. My wife, my daughter mentioned to me, "Yeah, police came in and blessed you." I'm like, first off, I'm not in a in a in a, in a Catholic hospital. It's in, in Lehigh Valley, but they do have. Uh, uh, religious people on staff there. That that part I get, and and then my, I, I spoke to my wife and she said they gave you last rights. Thank you, so much. you know, I was intubated three days, which I didn't realize at the time because I woke up three days later. Um, the doctor told my wife that if my ankle, which was not touched in this accident, was broken, they were going to take my leg below the knee because there was just too much damage there. You know, and and thank God my ankle wasn't broke. You know, even I said, you know, I wanted to mention to to uh, to Carly. I still to this day don't understand how I survived this accident. I don't understand. You know, but uh, I survived. I'm here. I can't walk. You know, I'm having a hard time walking. I still need a walker, and I still need another operation. But I'm here. Right. And I even spoke to my I even spoke to my attorney today, and even he said, Vito, if you did not do what you did right before you got hit, you would have gone right through her windshield, and you would have been dead. Guaranteed, he said. Guaranteed. And and you know, like a friend of mine says, a doctor friend of mine says, God has other plans for me. I don't know what it is, you know, but there's something. Something it's to, maybe to tell the world about how great of a of a of a lady Michael Robinson Obama is. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had I had I had sent someone uh, a news article. This is a, a, a the, the uh, oh my god, I forgot which one it was, but I had sent it to her. Um, you know, the article, and it basically said that you know Biden's going to 
you know, bounce out and, and they're going to bring Big Mike in. And she responded to me, you actually believe this? And I said to her, 100% it's going to happen. You know, we're having primaries now. If he pulls out after all the primaries, you know, the, whoever steps in is de facto the candidate on the Democrat Party. There's no primary. Yeah, he, has to, he just has to buy out the time and wait for all the delegates to come to him, and then he clinches it. Right, and then he leaves, and then she, he steps in. Right. How is that fair? How is that fair? Yeah, when this... we have elections, when we have local elections, and, and the Democrat or Republican runs unopposed, they're the automatic winner. They still have, you know, still got to go through a voting process. But, you know, yeah, they got 99.9% of the vote because nobody was running against them. But somebody should have been running against them. There should have been somebody there. You know, I mean, in New York City, you know, there's some, there's some uh, counties and districts where the Democrats are, are locked in, you know, and, and Republicans won't run against them. But you still got to try. You still got to put something forward. But it's got to be done the right way. And and if he if I'm telling I'm telling you he's gonna right after the primaries he's got all the numbers like you said he's gonna uh-huh. say you know what I can't do it and then Big Mike steps in with with uh, with Gavin it's either gonna be Gavin and Big Mike or Big Mike and Gavin I'm not sure which one it is I don't think Big Mike plays second fiddle to anybody if Big Mike wants it the job is theirs and that's it president or nothing. Well, the job is if Big Mike. Uh, well, yeah, because then you're going to have to have Obama running the show with Big Mike. I don't know if, if Obama will run the show with Gavin. You know, Gavin will let him. Uh, uh, well, besides uh, that, know. everybody's going to see that. Well, Gavin's just another rich old white guy. Well, not really old, I guess, but still a rich white guy. Yeah. And uh, and why are they keeping Big Mike as the vice president when? Uh, Obviously, Big Mike is better than than Governor Gruesome. That that's what the average person would say. But is it too little, too late? Once everybody once everybody sees Trump versus Brandon, and uh, now that everybody's woken up, uh, because I don't think Big Mike would do any debates. It would just be last minute. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He, he would be in the he, he would be in the in the basement, so to speak. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, in in one sense, uh, I I I don't. I think it'll be close with Big Mike coming in with no debates, no speeches, no nothing, because there's not going to be any rallies. But I do think that if if he he did have the opportunity to rally and and do speeches, I I think Big Mike could pull it out. But the way it's set up. It's like, hey, if you're black, you got to vote this way. And I don't know if enough people would still go back to the and, plantation like and that proof. without and, and anything. And that's going to be the other thing. You have a lot of blacks who, who are really angry at the Democrat Party. But I'm telling you right now, Big Mike comes in, they're going to vote for him. They're going to ignore all that's being done with, with you know, them being kicked to the curb with mm-hmm. all these illegals. And they're going to they're going to. Vote for him. They're going to come out in droves and vote for him. Guarantee it. But is uh, will enough people come out to vote for him? That's the thing. People will do it, Uh, and uh, and it will be close. But uh, I don't know if if that's enough. 
You know, and, you're and I'm not saying yes or no. Voting. I'm saying I legitimately don't know. Now you have illegals now that are that are registering to vote proof in local elections, but what stops yes. them from voting in the presidential election? Oh, I know. As far as I know, you know, as far as I know, they 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 you know they uh they can vote, they can walk in with a card and I'm voting. Here you go, okay, yeah. You don't know who they are, and that's why they want the illegals uh, here to make up for for the blacks that are that are going to vote for Trump. Yeah, I mean, I was I was um. I saw a, a Joe Rogan. Uh, maybe I sent it to you. Uh, he was uh, discussing uh, something on a uh, Spanish radio show in San Diego that he heard. And a caller called in and said that crosses the border and he goes oh, back to Mexico. Yeah, yes. he crosses the border. And he, every time he crosses the border, he gets $2,000. Yeah, They're so he made $8,000 this month. Right. Yeah, in a month. They're not even fingerprinting people coming over, Poop. They're just letting them in. Right. All right? You know, I, I could say I'm Joe Schmo, uh, Joe Mo, Mojo, Shlomo, and every time I'm going to get $2,000. I might as well go, of course, into Mexico and come in and get and get the $2,000. I'm, I'm, this is like crazy. Yeah. You know, they're not letting just the uh, uh, people from uh, Mexico in. They're letting South America, uh, pretty much anyone from South America, well, Venezuelans are big. Uh, there's a lot of people coming in from China. A lot yeah. of Asians coming in. They're saying that they're, they're coming from yeah, Middle Eastern people. And there was a Middle Eastern person who was on video saying the other day, he was saying, you're going to hear from us soon. You are going to know who we are soon. Yes. So that is a threat, as far as I'm concerned, and he 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 made it seem like it was a threat. You know, he it came across. I took it from him as nothing else but a threat. That you're going to see something happen. You know, look at what happened. I still don't understand how they were able to pull that off uh, in October. What they did in in, in Gaza, I I just don't. Without it getting. Uh, you know, without this uh, being known to the Israelis, their intel, it couldn't be that much of a breakdown where they didn't even know what was what was coming. Well, you know, do I, enough I, Jewish people so many, know what, what's happening, and are, are they willing to vote for Big Mike? I think they would. In New York, I'll guarantee you, you put 100, randomly, you pick 100 Jewish people, and and... I would probably say at least 80% would vote for, would vote Democrat. And just last year, it would have been 94%. It was 94? No, I'm saying it would if you, if you asked that same question last year before the Iran uh, uh, right. Hamas attack, I should say, you would have had 94 out of 100. Yeah. Now it's down and, to and maybe think- 80. Yeah, it, 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 I'm sure that they that they lost uh, uh, some Jewish voters to, uh, you know, to, they're waking up to see, you know, to what's going on. But, but you know, even the fact that it's that big a number, how could you do this? 
How could you allow this? Look at what was done to you guys. The, the, the Nazis, uh, 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 you know, uh, there was a, 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 a mufti who basically, you know, uh, uh, you know, worked with the with the uh, with the uh, with the Nazis in 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 exterminating the Jews. You know, I, I don't understand. You know why? You know, it's it, it again. It's like even an Asian person, a Chinese person. I'll even be more specific. A Chinese person in in New York City is pushing socialism. Like, don't you see what 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 it's done to your you know to your to your fatherland or motherland or whatever you want to call it? You know, a lot of the of Chinese in this country. You know, their, their parents came here illegally, and, you know, they were born here. Now, obviously, they're legal. And, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're running for office, and they run as a Democrat, and they're pushing socialism hard. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? You know, I even said, I was even walking past, uh, uh, when I was working in Manhattan uh, uh, last year, I was in Lower Manhattan, there was an Asian person pushing socialism. I was like, how can, I asked him, how could you be a Democrat with what the Chinese have done, what communism has done to Chinese, to China. It's, it's, how many people did, 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 did uh, Mao kill? At least 80 million. At least right, I was going to say 80 million. You know, and, 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 and you still think that communism is good? You know, it, it it it's just a, it's just pure evil, and people just don't see it. They just don't, man. They they you know they they think that it is the answer to everything when it's not. You know, they find everything to 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 ruin. You know, like today I was I was uh, listening to the to the radio today, uh, a news story, and and uh, they were discussing how, uh, you know this the. They're now finding that that uh, coffee growers are contributing to climate change, and that they need to reduce their coffee uh, production. I don't get it. I just don't understand where they're coming. They're finding things just I, I it just so they make themselves seem, uh, you know, seem important. I guess I don't I don't understand this how they how they would come up with such a stupid thing. I mean, uh, you know, they, they 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 claim that cows, the farting of cows, adds to climate change. Right. Uh, meanwhile, I, you know, I see this this video online uh, of of just nothing but but tires in Kuwait on fire, you know. And I go in the desert, and I go on Google Maps, and I'm looking at Kuwait. It's not really a very big country, and I don't see nothing online, you know, nothing on them on the map, which could be altered. It could be no map or whatever. Uh, anything in a desert that even remotely looks like it's got, you know, tires on it. So I don't know what, you know, if, if it's true, probably is true, uh, you know, but, but we just don't know. The, the, the media doesn't report it. The media did not report what happened in Ecuador a couple of weeks ago. The media here totally ignored it. You know, they, 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 they're not going to discuss what happened. You have leftists going and taking over a, 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 a TV station armed. With machine guns? Come on. These are criminals. And they want socialism. These are hardcore criminals. And they are here now. They are waiting in America. 
They are waiting to do their thing. I really believe it. And and you have politicians, and you know, you have you know that, that idiot Schumer, another uh, you know he's pushing all this. He agrees. He he is hook, line, sinker for uh, you know bringing illegals into this country, making yeah, them. Yeah, he forgot that he's Jewish. Yeah, yeah. He it's it's like you know how how the hell could you support this? Yeah, another self-hating Jew, man. It's just crazy. It is bizarre, man. You know, but they still they love happens it. They want it. What do you think happens in Texas? Uh, as far as what the next election? No, the border. Oh, the border. Well, look, uh, uh, the Supreme Court ruling. I don't understand why why Texas can't defend the border themselves. I think they have every right to. You know, they they are they are a sovereign. Technically, they are. A, a state, and they, they're supposed to be, you know, they're supposed to protect their state, the country, and 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 yet the Supreme Court says that, you know, the the, the feds could tear down uh, whatever whatever the state pulls up. I mean, I I just don't understand this. How people could actually support this this insanity? I mean, when I was Everybody when I was when I was to doing, believe that they bullied Amy Comey Barrett. That they what? That they bullied Amy Comey Coney Barrett. Uh, well, it's very possible. You know, I mean, I think she's going to pick and choose, you know, what she's going to vote for. I, I, I honest to God think. I mean, look, this thing with Kavanaugh, with Schumer, and Schumer, you know, he, he lit that fuse when he said, you know, we're going to unleash the whirlwind on you, Kavanaugh. And what happened? Some guy tries to, you know, was caught right before he was going to try to assassinate him. But nothing was done to Schumer. No. You know, and, and meanwhile, you have supposedly uh, uh, Alex Soros uh, putting out uh, something. I think it was on Twitter. I'm not sure exactly where he put it. Uh, but it's a, it's a picture of a bullet hole in the window and then someone holding cash in their hands. You know, basic. And this is supposed to be it's, – it's, it was an anti-Trump uh, uh, post, so to speak. And, and uh, nothing was done to him. But you know, God forbid, you know, you 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 were sitting on the steps in Washington D.C. on January sixth, and you know, twenty twenty, you're going to jail. You know, you're going to jail for the rest of your life because you are an insurrectionist. They just don't. You know, it 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 just it ceases to amaze me the. Uh, the intellect that's out there, because a lot of a lot of a lot of these a lot of these voters are, are these young kids in college, and and they are nothing but drones. You know they are you know they they are uh, they, you know they want to see the, the the destruction of Israel when they don't understand what's going on there. They don't get it, but yet they know Israel is bad. Well, like one person said, uh, 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 some some uh, uh, person was interviewed by uh, 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 British uh, British television, and he said, "Well, you know, they wanted to Israel should should respond, but you know, let's let's be let's be serious. Are you going to find a music party, a music uh, festival in Gaza? 
for the Israelis to attack, you know, eye for eye, eye for an eye. I'm 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 for that. You know, but no, this is this was a gov this was some a government sponsored terror attack and and they did not um and they saw Israel as the attacker. All the people that were murdered they didn't care. You know, it was Israel's fault. And some of the people that were killed were probably saying their last words, I guarantee you, Poof, I'm on your side. Why are you doing this? I guarantee that that was said at least once by someone that was, that was murdered in that crowd on October 8th. There's no doubt in my mind. No, just like those people that are uh, gays for Gaza or gays for Hamas or whatever it is. Yeah, gays for Hamas. Yeah, what do you think they're going to do to you when they find out you're gay? And if they do something, that's Trump's fault somehow. What do you think they're going to do to you? You think, you you know, they're pushing Sharia law. Sharia law is is anti-homosexual. You know, and, and, and it's summary execution. There's no trial. You know, once they see you're gay, you're dead. You're, that's it. You know, sentences carried out immediately. They'll strap you to a chair, bring you, bring you up to a roof, strap you to a chair, and throw you off the roof. And, and, and people just don't want to believe it. They don't want to believe it, Poof. They they just no, but, keep going and keep going. But liberalism's going to fail if if uh, if Satan gets to rule the world with with uh, communism. Well, yeah, it's only yeah, going to be for a short time. Look 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 at look at what happened in Germany. Mm-hmm. You know, you know the devil was there. The devil was there for all to see. You know, I'm not saying Adolf Hitler was the devil, but he was mm-hmm. he was some form. He was part of that satanic. Movement and and all those people have died needlessly, needlessly. They, they didn't they didn't do anything that caused them to be killed, except for being Jewish. Now and after they get rid of the and I say this to people, I've said this to people. After they get rid of the Jews, and they're gonna try again. It's gonna be another push for the Jews, and once they get rid of the Jews, they're coming for the Christians. And it's going to be Jews who killed, who, who there's going to be the, the, the good Jew that gave up the Jews, which it is a fact. It did happen. And now you're going to have, uh, once they're gone, then you're going to have, uh, it's, it's crazy as it sounds, you're going to have Christians, giving up Christians, you know, thinking that they're going to be saved also if I go with the program. But, they, you know, even the ones that killed, that, that you know, uh, that gave up the Jews, even they were executed eventually. And the yes. same thing is going to happen with the Christians. It's going to happen with the Hindus. It's going to happen with everyone until so you know this socialism thing is not, you know, it's it's evil. It is evil, and and it's really gotten, you know, crazy in this country, uh, in America. How how they just, uh, you know, they they believe it hook, line, and sinker that that is the end all to end all. I'm going to fix it, and all the bad is going to go away. But then they're bringing in another bad, 
and and they just don't, uh, you know, they don't, you know, they don't care. They just don't care because they, you know, like I said, I'm on your side. They, Hitler doesn't. The Nazis aren't going to come after us. We put them in power. We voted for them. Guess what? They're going down. As soon as the spot opens up for you, they're going to put you in that oven. And again. You know, and I even, I even heard uh, uh, today, uh, I was listening to the, to the radio, and someone happened to play uh, uh, Brzezinski when he said it. You know, years ago, it, it was easy to kill one person and, not, and try to kill a million. It was difficult to kill a million people. Now you can kill a million people, no problem. Hmm. And he was right. Oh, especially if you line people up and make them get those gene therapies. Yep. Yeah. You you could do it without mm-hmm. firing a, a a missile. It, it's yeah exactly. It's bloodless. This is a bloodless right, world uh, war right now. We we have another caller here. Uh, I'll find out who this might be. Hey Vito, how you doing? Uh, how are you, Pianki? All is well, man. I'm moving good. along. No, I'm, I'm gonna tell moving you along. Texas don't have to do what the Supreme Court says. It's Texas borders, Texas land. Don't have to do. Yeah, but but but, but my question is: is what happens if the feds move in? And now we're going to have uh, uh, the feds fighting. I mean, in reality, I mean, yeah, the government is is in charge. The federal government is, in, is responsible for securing the border, but if they're not doing anything, now it's on the state to do it. Now the state is doing something. So what's going to happen they, now when, when the Fed comes for securing, in? For securing the national borders, not Texas borders, the national borders. Texas is responsible, just like Illinois, just like North Dakota, uh, Louisiana is responsible for securing their own borders, first and foremost. That's it. You know, I'm going to tell you something else. Go check your registration, voters' registration. And if you checked off a demographic, change it. Change it to other and write in United States citizens. If you guys checked off blacks, that's how those judges use that data to impose these segregated voting districts like they're doing in Mississippi, Alabama, and Louisiana. I looked at mine, and it had black as a demographic, so I'm changing it. I'm removing that and going with nothing other than other right-in United States citizens. And you know, like in Louisiana, you got to have some affiliation. I'm going to say independent. That way I can vote in Democratic primaries, and if I choose, I'll vote for the weaker of the Democrats and get them elected so they can run against the stronger of the Republicans. Well, that's what they're doing in New Hampshire. Well, in New York, Absolutely people, people right. wanna, in New York some, some, some Democrats vote Republican in the primaries because they want to vote for the, the Republican guy that could uh, go against uh, uh, you know, their opponent because they know the Democrat, whoever Democrat's up there is going to win in the primary. You just have to get the, the you just have to get rid of the the, uh, the Republican opponent or get the weaker opponent in there. And there are people there are those who are voting Democrat 
who are, I mean, Democrats who are voting Republican. They're ready to Republicans, but they vote Democrat in the general election. But in the primaries, they vote Republican. And it's a good strategy. I mean, if you think about it. Well, yeah, you got to take that designation because they use it to create segregation. I thought that the government was against discrimination and segregation. It's crazy. That's what they're doing. It is, it is just bizarre, man. If they have, if they call for a all black district, what's next? All same sex couples district, huh? I mean, all Asian. Oh. What's next? It's crazy. If they're allowed to cut holes in the barbed wire, what's next? Cut holes in the border fence, the border gate fence? Yeah. Cut holes in your front door and come in your house? Well, that's, that's uh, you know, you have in New York. I mean, look, I mean, you have in New York, you have uh, illegals, and I think their intentions are to break into the homes. If they're going to the homes, knocking on doors, asking asking people for food and money, and I and I think that that's just a ruse to see if there's anybody home. Well, I think it might be even worse. worse. I think they're coming looking for weapons. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you have to assume that there's probably a gun in a home. You know, but if you have if you have an ID now, if you have a New York State ID, and you're illegal. With the New York State ID, you can purchase a firearm now. You know, but you gotta go through through a class and whatever you know, whatever nonsense they want. But you could you could go into a gun store and purchase a firearm and and get a concealed carry permit if you have a New York State ID card. And that is what they're pushing in the state to give illegals, 100%. And, and you, you even had a guy, uh, uh, YouTube again, you had a guy walking in Manhattan, you know, interviewing illegals. He interviewed one illegal, and he asked him, how long have you been here for? And the guy said, I've been here seven months. I'm not working. I'm, you know, I have a place to stay in a hotel across the street, right outside. He's right across from the hotel, uh, the Hotel Roosevelt, where, where, they're, where they're putting all the illegals. I have a place to sleep every day. I'm getting fed, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I have no work. But the government of New York is supporting me. And that's what he said. You know, and, and, and on top of that, you know, guys, you know, like I told Proof earlier, there's a guy in California, he called into a radio show, radio show this month, he already made $8,000. Every time he, he, he comes into the U.S., he goes back across the border, crosses again at whatever point of entry where they're, they're processing them, and he gets $2,000 every time he does it. And, well, and they're just they giving can, his money away. They're not, they're not, they can buy houses. They have the I-10 number, the individual tax identification number, because they don't qualify for a Social Security number. When they work, but, they use that but number. But the same person, you may have one person with four numbers now. You know what I mean? Different names. You don't even have to show proof. I don't think you, you don't need to show them any ID. You can just say that I'm, 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 I'm Vito. 
Well, every dime that I'm he Pianchi. or she makes. Today I'm Pianchi. Tomorrow I'm Vito. The, the next time I go, I'm Dave. They don't know. Every dime, any... every dime they make, Vito, should be seized. I tell you what, check your Social Security work record. You probably have some entries on there that, of companies that – uh, that that you supposedly worked for, you never did work for. That no, I, somebody I checked. I'm, I'm, your social security number. I, I, no, I, yeah, no, I checked mine the other day, and uh, there's nothing, nothing other than my work history that what I have. Yeah, there's no but one. I know else, some there's no people one else. who have checked theirs, and they got places where they were supposed to work that they never worked. That's because somebody's using their social security number. Yeah. Well, I t- well, you know, and they all that they bad because security number. Yeah, the credit what goes to them. Done? But if they can vote on a state election, a local election, and you got federal candidates on the ballot, well, they will walk up the ballot with their fingers and put marks along those federal candidates. Yep. It's crazy. I mean, uh, even uh, uh, in, in New York, Floyd Bennett Field. Uh, where they were, they, they're housing uh, illegals there. Uh, there were brand new vehicles that were parked there illegally. That were that had to be towed, and uh, they had they had uh, you know, paper plates from from uh, other states, but those plates uh, uh, they were temporary plates until you got a permanent plate. But most of the some of them were. Actually, two cars in particular. It was a, a Toyota Sequoia and uh, a, to- uh, a Toyota van. I forget the I forget the van. These are brand new cars. How were they able to afford these cars? Where did they get the money for this? You came here with nothing. How can you all of a sudden buy a Toyota Sequoia? Unless what they're doing is they're taking that money that they they're being given. And they're pooling everything, and they're buying—you know—they're buying a truck. It's the only thing that I could think of how they—they're able to do this. You know, it's—it—it—it it, it, it just—you know—you can't find the person who had that truck, who, who that, where that truck was registered to, who purchased it. And throw them out of the country. You didn't come here. You know, you came here with nothing, and all of a sudden, in a couple of weeks, you have a brand-new Toyota Sequoia. I would like a Toyota Sequoia. It gets a great car. They got one. I don't. And that's that. Did I lose you guys? What's that? No, I'm here. No, okay, yeah, you did. I'm sorry because I, I heard that dead, dead space. You know, and uh, you know, now we have uh, 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 Kathy Hochul. Now she's complaining to the federal government that New York State needs help. Well, why aren't you going to Chuck, you know, Chuck Schumer, and ask, telling him what are you doing about this? But she's not going to do that. She won't besmirch. Any Democrat, but she'll go to the to the federal government and say we need help. But you won't say anything uh, 
that's anti-Democrat that's doing this because that's who's doing this. You know, uh, Scandinavia, they recently announced all illegals, they're getting thrown out of the country. They're getting thrown out of Scandinavia. All the Scandinavian countries, they're out of here. Right. Right. Imagine if they try that here. There, there would be people that would sabotage airports to stop that from happening. Well, if we get all the if we get all of them to vote Republican and vote for Trump, they'll they'll close that border. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if it was Trump doing this, uh, you know they would they would be screaming, "This is a, this is wrong. It's not right." Yeah. You know, you hope for the best, prepare for the worst, I say. Loving and liberal, though. Always. You know, that's how they, how they roll. 100%. We have time for one Dan Bongino that I want to get into real quick. Yeah, I haven't listened to him in a while. I'm not really the chance to. So it's four minutes. It's uh, he, he's sitting on an Obama story that I wanted to share. Folks, yeah. all roads lead to Obama here. All roads lead to Obama. I'm going to tell you something. You ready? I'm going to share something I, I'm not. I've been holding on to for a long time because. And I fault me for it if you want. It's fine. I'm only human. This is serious. I've been holding on to this for a long time. Folks, if you're going to prosecute Donald Trump for a classified documents alleged scandal, and I'll go through why this case is an absolute loser if it makes it to a serious judge and not a hack. I'll go through that in a second. We got the deets on that. I was on Obama's detail. Obama had a guy in his circle, very close in his circle, and he knows who he is. This guy was caught multiple times bringing foreign nationals up to secure floors where there were documents all over the place, most likely classified. Everybody knows who this guy is. Hmm. Espionage Act violations? Exposing classified documents to foreign nationals? We have no idea who these people are. Let's just say this guy would come back Maybe he had a few adult sodas in him. I mean, as close to Obama as you can get. A few adult sodas in him and be with some people, if you know what I mean, that were definitely not vetted. Ah, it's all good. It's okay. Really? You know who those people are? Has it ever occurred to you you might be getting set up in a honey trap? You sure we want to go down this road? And by the way, I did not kill myself, just so you all know. I am in no way suicidal. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Joe, can you vouch? You know uh, me yes. the longest. Yes, you're, you're alive right now, as far as I can tell. <laughs> far, yeah. He, Justin, you've known me the shortest, Justin, so we'll say it. You're pretty much not suicidal. You ever hear me tell me? You've never said, I, you never heard me say I want to kill myself? Okay, good. Just so we're, I kid a little bit. Now, God for your man. Thank you. Interesting that Obama wants to go down this road about classified documents. Someone should find that guy. It'd be really weird, right? Maybe put him on a polygraph. What about Hillary Clinton, by the way? 
who I've already told you that a Secret Service agent was once asked to look at Hillary Clinton's server in her place because they thought they had an issue with the server. And it wasn't really like running right, if you know what I mean. And that agent was asked a couple of questions about it and uh, looked at the server and found out that it had been infiltrated and hacked into. It was a private server with classified information. You sure we want to go down this road if we're going to go to the police state? And we might as well. You know what, folks? Let's just take off our pants and show everybody what we got, right? You want to do that? Figuratively, of course. Not Geraldo. Sure we want to go down this road? I got a lot to talk about. I think I'm going to start naming names soon. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens there. Oh, there are people listening to this one, I'm sure. We want to go down this road? All roads lead to Obama. Who was in charge when the collusion thing happened? Obama. Who was in charge when Joe Biden took an alleged $10 million bribe now, two $5 million bribes from Ukrainians? That's right, Obama. Who was in charge when Joe Biden squirreled away documents and took them against the law, classified documents, and hit them in his private office and residence? That's right, Obama. Oh, I didn't realize it was over. All right. Yeah, well, you know, um, he should name names. You know, I mean, they had Hillary. Comey gave her a pass. You know, what more are you going to do now? They, they, they said, yes, yeah, you know, something happened, but we're really, we're not going to, I forget exactly what the, his exact uh, words, but, you know, in context, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, she screwed up and we could prosecute her, but we're not, you know, because it's just, we're not the right thing to do or something to that effect. You know, if you really, you know, you, you know Comey, Comey had her death of rights and he gave her a pass, gave her a pass. All right, we have just a couple minutes left here. Do you have anything else, Yankee uh, or Vito, before we run out of time? So I say this. The people that's involved in this conspiracy to overthrow the United States, destroy the Constitution, they need to be brought to justice and punished severely. Tantamount no, to Nuremberg. I'll tell you, I, one, one, one name that definitely comes to mind, two names, is Adam Schiff. And that other punk, Jamie Raskin. Hey, uh, before we run out of time, uh, I'm trying to see if we can get the person that's running against Adam Schiff for the U.S. Senate. Do you know who's running against him in California? No. Steve Garvey, as in the Dodgers. Oh, yeah, 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 yes, yes, the baseball player. Yep, yep, the former baseball player. You know, maybe he'll win. He's got a shot at winning. Like, you know... I don't know. There, there, there was there were Republican counties, there were Republican, uh, you know, politicians, uh, in you know, who are in office in in California, uh, you know, and I don't see how it is that they keep voting Democrat time and time again, man. You know, you you have you have Pelosi who who has clearly violated the securities. Uh, you know, Securities Act. 
you know, someone on the hundred and thirty. Well, we know how they vote Democrat all the time. Maybe because they're giving these perks. El Paso, Texas, look where it's looked. It's been Democrat forever. They promised, yeah, they promised this, they promised that. Pianchi, absolutely. And and but but now but now you know blacks are starting to look. They're starting to say, listen, we've been told to wait in line, and now you got people coming in here who are jumping ahead of the line now. And now we're getting screwed. Well, you voting for this? So you're going to keep voting for this? And, and, and my answer to that is, yeah, they're going to keep voting for this. I, I, honest to God, I don't, you know, they, they can't seem to find it in themselves to vote uh, 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 to vote uh, Republican. You know, it's 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 like it's an illness. It's an illness that they can't vote uh, uh, Republican. They have to vote Democrat. You know, I mean, even the disaster, you know, look at New York State, you know, the disaster now of, of Hochul's, uh, you know, being governor. Yeah. It, it, it's, it, it, it's been proven. I mean, they, you know, not, not that it hasn't been proven before uh, she ran, but which it was, but she, she is just, God, she's God awful, man, bad. All right, well, we ran out of time. Thank you, Bianchi, and thank you, Vito, for being here with us. You got it, I will be back tomorrow. So please support the other shows on the network. In the meantime, though, hold on to the handrail. Keep both alive. Remember, only the worst part. I am proof negative and I am proof. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.